You're listening to the vocal minority with Nick Reynolds and Steve Harness. <laughs> mm. Hot. How much time? You're on. Mm. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. That is good. You're on the air. How are you? You look awfully nice tonight. Maybe don't wear a bra next time. How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Are you ready? Welcome to the Vocal Minority. It is episode number eight, and here we go. Nick and Steven, the Vocal Minority, available online at thevocalminority.net. Available online at a fine retail stores next to you. Because yes. I'll be standing out front of selling MP3s of the show. So come on down. Are you the sign spinner? Booyah. I used to do that in the band days. I would Were sell better pizza boys. Like, and... Some of those people are amazing at it, right? Are you? Good? I never did the signs. I'm talking about selling my own product. I would sell CDs from the band at the, uh, the pizza place. Wouldn't you also uh, put a bag of weed in your pizza box sometimes? Uh, for me, I never offered that as a service. <laughs> but, uh, of course you know. not. Uh, oh, I did know people that did that, though, for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Can you make sure uh, Danny uh, delivers that pizza? Tell him I need a little extra oregano with it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. So, yeah. Happen- it, I mean, it's still happening at pizza places, dude. Uh, it seems like now the kids are doing, uh, instead, they're doing Adderall. Oh, well, because weed is legal, right? Is weed legal in Boston, Brewski, where you yes. live? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Well, it, it, it took from took them forever to get it done once we passed it. But it, it is legal here. Well, it's well, about freaking time. And by the well, way, I, I mentioned on the last show that we were going to talk about pod and then we never got to it. So it's on the, the top of my list for today. So I well, know what it, our audience wants. Well, now that you mentioned Adderall, did you guys see the story that there is a shortage of Adderall across the United States? No, I did not. Is it because uh, so many people are taking it or uh, is it because of production issues? Well, I believe it's production issues. And I have a story here and it says notice notice comes more than two months after some pharmacies reported difficulties uh, filling Adderall prescriptions. That's insane, dude. Yeah. Uh, then, off that or what, what, uh, what are the kids doing with it? Oh, yeah. Well, it makes you, you uh, it makes you like uh, that movie with I think it was Matthew McConaughey. What's the uh, movie where he's right in focus? What's that movie? Bruce? Damn, my mind's blown. Matthew McConaughey right in focus. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. But Unlimited. I know- <laughs> Limitless. Limitless. Yeah. So so with kids. With Wait, kids- I thought that was Bradley Cooper. Yes, it was. Thank you, Steve. Oh, you got to give me Bradley some hint Cooper. to go with. <laughs> well, look, we got it figured out. All right, good. I like Limitless. So- this is what Adderall does. It makes you like uh, who Bradley Cooper in Limitless. So you focus. You can think. Uh, you have extra energy to write a term paper. It's all that shit. I see. I used to know this accountant, and uh, they would complain that uh, they had a bunch of younger coworkers who, when they were at crunch time with big deadlines, they'd stay yeah. up all night on Adderall. Yeah. And they were always complaining that it was an unfair advantage. I'm like, 100. percent It is, dude. I'd be frying their brains though. What are they going to be like in their 40s and 50s? I mean, yeah. So, well, some people are uh, prescribed it. Obviously, it's a prescription drug but a lot of people take it you know without the prescription but even as a prescription uh you take that for a long time dude and just put your brain in 100 mode all the time don't sleep still think perfectly 
Yeah, this, I would do, think this by, doesn't like, sound like an anti-commercial. <laughs> this is like you remember years ago they put out meth commercials where this woman was just up all night cleaning her apartment yes and i'm like that seems fine to me yeah. <laughs> she's got a nice apartment that's not every a sunday we do a little meth and clean the apartment <laughs> well and you know on that adderall story the um the former president's old eldest son don jr has put out a, a message on uh, their social media platform complaining that in quote-unquote Joe Biden's America, it's easier to find fentanyl than there is Adderall. And See, I that's think in everyone's America, you fucking idiot. Yeah, well, really. but but that I all just changed in two years. But I mentioned that because I think someone's just a little pissed that they're having a little problem finding their Adderall to snort. What are you doing right now? Uh, he's cleaning his glasses. <laughs> Listen, dude, this is the deal. I mean, Don Jr., not only, well, from what I've read, right, he's coked up all the time. And I've seen videos yeah. where he's like, com- looks completely coked up, acts that way, too. I wouldn't doubt it if he snorts Adderall. It wouldn't and, surprise and me. Him and his, his old man, both of them, yes. snorting Adderall and Coke at all times. Yeah, remember Here's what I know. They're what? like dustbusters. Remember when Trump uh, did the uh, debate with Hillary and he was like sniffling the whole way through? Do you remember that? He was like, yeah, and, and lurking behind her. <laughs> yes, which is even more freaky, obviously. But <laughs> him sniffling the whole time, you know, yeah. I, I, what was that all about, dude? Adderall? I don't know. Was he wearing a mohair sweater? I mean, he was in the '80s New York City party scene, so you yes, know, doing blow wouldn't be out of uh, out of question. By Epstein-ing it up. And but, speaking of just being able to find drugs, I've had this theory for years. People always talk about you know how easy drugs are to find. You can get them in any street corner in America. No, you can't. I, I dare well, you. Go go buy me a gram of coke. See how long it takes you. Here's Unless you thing. know someone, bullshit. You can't just go buy it on any street corner. In Seattle, I here's the thing. Here's the discrepancy. I could get drugs in f- two minutes in Seattle, no. but I have to be willing to pay the price. Like you know, to go to a shitty neighborhood and potentially yes. be robbed and mugged and everything else. That's what I'm well, saying. Like yeah, that's not yeah. easy. They no. make it sound like you just pull up to your neighborhood street corner and there's a you know Walmart vendor there handing you below. Like no, well, it's not. Well, you know, I'm going to quote Doug Stanhope again, but he says he said that when his old man was alive, he had this male nurse who said to his father, you know, Russell, the problem with America now is that it's easier to buy drugs than it is to buy a newspaper. And Doug says to him, well, when was the last time you had to go and buy drugs? And the guy said, I've never done one drug in my life. He's he's like, well, shut the fuck up then. He's like, yeah, I'll tell you what. He says, you go to the Yellow Rose and you talk to some titty dancers and you you tell her to meet you. You'll meet her back at her, her room with a bag of Coke. And when you show up at the sports section, see if she'll still fuck you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and nowadays, it probably is easier to find drugs than a newspaper since that uh-huh. one's dying. <laughs> yeah, so. shout out to the little nickel, dude. I don't know where to find it anymore. Right. Oh, it's a sign of the times, I tell you. Well, anyways, everybody, welcome back. Episode number eight, The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Uh, find us online, thevocalminority.net. And we uh, we do continue to expand around the country and the world, might I add. 
We are vocal minority. First of all, our buddy Dark Horse, who I have a hard time calling him our buddy because he's kind of a terrible good person or good yes. terrible person. I don't know which, but uh, Dark Horse, if you missed the interview on the last episode, he's the uh, professional cheater that teaches you how to be better at cheating. And uh, we wanted to hate the guy, but he was really personable. <laughs> and he admitted, and he admitted, that he admitted was all his faults, dude. Yes, I mean, he took yes. accountability for what he was doing. I mean, not enough accountability to stop the process. Right. right? right. But, I mean, he admitted wow. that, uh, yeah, I'm a scumbag, dude. And yeah. Uh, at the same time, he did really seem like a nice guy. I wanted to hate him. Did you? Are we all on that page or no? Yeah. I mean, starting off, once I realized he was a pro cheater, I'm like, cheaters are scumbag, home wrecking, filthy whores. So why would I want to like you? But boy, he really was personable. And I think part of it is that British accent he was speaking in. It just makes it hard to hate him, doesn't it? <laughs> it helps, dude. It does for sure. But he's, uh, what, uh, he's like quintupled our British audience <laughs> all of a sudden. We're, we're exploding yeah. in Greater London, even more than when I told you guys the other day. We now have like, like five or six people <laughs> sitting in London. Wow. What up, London? <laughs> Hey, we went from one to like five or six now, so that's that's good growth going on over there. And then the uh, tally ho, tally ho, indeed. And then uh, the heartland of America, Brewski. What city was that that I told you guys? Somewhere in Missouri. Cape you told Giradu. me it's where Lush Limbaugh was from. Yep, yep. Cape Girardeau. I have never even heard that name said once. Cape Girardeau. No, Girardeau. Girardeau. Okay. Yeah. Is it well, French? I, I believe would, it is. Yes. I would it hope is. so. Or it's right. mispronounced badly. Either way, uh, Cape Cherado. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the show. That's good French you got the going on, on Harness. You speak oh. another language, Harness, honestly. I know how to use the tongue, especially for French, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That uh, makes you know, me feel awkward, dude. Nicky, he's, um, he's, he's speaking the international language. Love. Yes. <laughs> uh, I speak uh, poquito <laughs> Espanol, but uh, muy mal. So, uh, Enough to get by. Yeah, actually, we I'm going to I want to talk about accents later in the show. That's on my list. So put a pin in that. OK, we've All talked right. about accents being sexy on guys, but I I, I, I got a beef about accents. We're going to talk about. OK, so. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so anyways, yeah, we continue to span around the nation. It's uh, good stuff. Seattle, by the way, uh, the listeners we have around there, Nick, they're starting to lead the download totals. Oh, For some reason, okay. Northern California is still first. But uh, Seattle. Our old our old troops there taking off for us. So that's just awesome. based on size alone, dude. California has to be a little bigger, right? Number one. Well, I mean, we're tracking per person basically or per IP address. So um, I, I suppose Kansas could take over if they wanted to. At this point, I mean, sure. we're early in the game. And yeah. whoever you are in Wichita, Kansas, you got to reach out to us. I see you're downloading every show, so that's awesome. And Nick and I and Bruski, we were on in Wichita uh, years ago when this was originally a, a call-in radio talk show. And yeah. Someone is still a loyal listener there. So shout out to us. I think it's minority.net. That's my guess. It's it Tony. could be this our old our program show. director there, Tony uh, Deucing. Deucing. Yes. No, it's the I, every time I say Deucing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. Deucing. Right. I say the other one. You were going to say Driscoll, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I always no. get it confused, dude. Those are my buddies. No. You don't suppose it's that, that BTK guy in prison, do you? Blind torture kill, dude. It could possibly be him. They could be playing us for the prison. We did we do. prison calls. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whoever wants to like us. We also established on last episode, I got a bunch of my exes out there listening. So, murderers, exes, whoever you are, come on in. We need all the analytics we can get. So, you're all more than welcome. Some of you are a little fucked in the head, but you're all still more than welcome. So, come no, on no, no discrimination here at the vocal minority. 
I'm doing a good job adding stalkers to our uh, <laughs> list of listeners out there because I seem to have several. So You do such a good job with stalkers that uh, on our radio show that we do on the actual radio, oftentimes I give your email out and I have to remind people, stalkers need not apply. Please yeah. don't. Well, they Steve do. will find you. Believe it. Yeah, like Brewski said, apparently the harness tattoo is hard to rub off because somebody <laughs> can't seem to let go of me. So <laughs> whatever. Speaking of which, I got an email today from a website called Podkite, and they apparently track analytics on podcasts. And they wanted to notify us that under the category of comedy, under the subcategory of improv of comedy, mm. which I do believe I flagged us on some of the sites as doing improv, because this isn't traditional improv, but um, we're making all the shit up and it's funny. So I think that's improv, right? <laughs> well, we talked about last uh, week or the week before that, that we write none of our show down, which is duh. But uh, apparently a lot of people write their podcasts out the whole show, yes. which so makes it an ebook. Dude. So yeah. we're just, you know, we come in here with some notes, but nobody said we were going to start off talking about any of this shit. And here we are. So I do consider us to be some form of improv comedy anyway. So what they say, dude, uh, that we are globally ranked at number 185 on comedy oh, improv podcasts. Fantastic. Which, dude. The fact they only ranked the top 200. So the fact that somehow <laughs> in 30 days we cracked into the top 200, that's, you know, that's okay. something. So I'll keep an eye on that for us. Yeah, please do. And uh, speaking of shout-outs, a uh, shout-out on Twitter to Brooklyn Babe. Don't know who you are, don't know where you are, but Brooklyn Babe, uh, she tweeted at us. What did she tweet? I think I got it here somewhere. You want me to pull it up? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I sent it to you. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I can pull it up. Dude. Describe of who she is, and I'll pull it up. Well, I mean, she's on Twitter, and I, uh, oh, I got it right here. So, uh, Brooklyn Babe. Uh, she tweeted at Nick and Steve and said, uh, I really look forward to your podcasts, exclamation mark. So great, LOL. Uh, she looks forward to them. Wow. Ah. I asked uh, my wife, I was like, uh, oh, this girl loves our podcast. She looks forward to them. She was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, who is she? I was like, I don't know. Her name's Brooklyn Babe. Uh, I tried to find her, dude, to make sure that she wasn't soliciting for only fans or something <laughs> nefarious you know she's but real she's, i looked she at her. seems to be a listener dude yeah i don't know if she's actually in brooklyn i can't you know she doesn't have her uh, location on her twitter profile but hey she tweeted us she's she's a fan she's following it i guess she's that means doing something right she is getting vocal that's right <laughs> so that's cool so we're on all the social media people and i had kind of a crazy week so i gotta be honest with you i kind of slacked on pulling new clips uh from last week's show but i'm gonna i'll get back on track but we did post some good new stuff this week uh which has continued to get traction uh, a couple of our youtube shorts uh hit a thousand plus so that's good and nice uh, that Facebook snipped video, for some reason, just people keep watching that thing. It's over 88,300 views right now. 88,000? No, 8,300 was last oh, I, uh, oh. I saw that. And, uh, and Brewski, your, uh, your uh, confession and mission uh, sharing with the group about your uh, sexual drought you've been going through, that is yes. now, I don't know, it's about 1,500 views or something. Which, oh, good know, to hear. As we've been saying, we understand in the grand scheme of the internet, these are all little, but we're officially like 30 days into launching all this. So the fact that we have any traction whatsoever. It's official. We're doing dude, this right. is what? Absolutely. 30 days? Yeah, I believe we just passed 30 days on launching this. Now, we recorded our first few episodes pre, you know, prior oh, to that. Oh, okay. I get it. I but get as far it. as posting it to the public, it's uh, we're just over 30 days right now. So, yeah. Nice. So, we're yeah. a newborn, dude. The night's a puppy. 
Yeah, yeah and this is the hardest stage of the game. I mean, we're doing all this content, and uh, people still need to find us. But this is the building of a show, which every show goes through. And we did this for years on the radio. We had big rating success in uh, in multiple markets, so we know we can do it. And uh, so, yeah, as we've been saying, anyone out there listening to this, share it, please. Contact us. Let's talk. Share it on your social media. We can always use that help, dude. I mean, here's the deal. We do this podcast, but we're both uh, still uh, working jobs. And uh, Brewski is working a couple of jobs. Actually, he does a job during this program. Uh, Brucey's got the best dogs too. Let me tell you, he does, dude. And Brucey, I actually have a news article that's going to tie into one of your other professions. So we'll, we will talk about. Excuse me, we'll talk about that later. So, oh, while you were down uh, flushing the toilet before the show, uh, yeah. Brucey said, "Oh, I got a, uh, I got a great Uber story from this week that's a little off." So, oh, good. Yeah, we'll hear about it all. And by the way, I updated everyone on last week's show that I'm having a digestive problems from oh, medication boy. I, you know, started taking and then decided I don't want to take it. Listen, I'm still? ten days into this. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm you have not taken. A solid, I'm down to 175 pounds. You have not taken a solid poo in over ten days. No, nope. Dude, you got to call the doctor. I did. Bro. I did. Oh, about what? About diarrhea or the yeah. medication? What they say? Well, my doc agreed. Stop taking the medication. It was a fun yeah. experiment, but never mind. And, uh, you know, give it a few more days. Things should firm back up on you. And she told me to take Imodium or whatever. And you can only take so much of that stuff. But I got to tell you, normally if I take Imodium, I'm backed up for days. It has not slowed anything down whatsoever. Let me Are you drinking extra water? I'm drinking a lot of water, and I continue to drink Phil's Coffee out of San Francisco. Please contact us for sponsorship opportunities. Is coffee a diuretic? Is that a thing? Yes, Yes, it is. (laughs) I've never quite understood that. But I remember when I was a young man and uh, smoked cigarettes and drink coffee. Like It it used to be a talent and a hobby. Uh, (laughs) It's been so long. I've been doing both of those things for so long that it doesn't bug me anymore. But in the beginning, if you smoke a cigarette and have a drink of coffee you yeah. just gotta run before you shoot your pants dude. really just mass evacuation huh oh and by the way uh we should probably get this out of the way sure. did you realize that at our age several people you know maybe you yourself uh is shitting their pants like literally these days uh a lot of people know. i'm running into are shitting their pants as adults I know it's more common than anyone would like to confess to, but that has not been a, an occurrence for me. When's the last time you shit your pants? I, I mean, maybe. I mean, several years ago, I can remember a little squirt that came out. We're like, oh, whoops. Like, <laughs> several meaning three? No, I mean, I mean, at least 10 years. But as far as like full on dumping in your pants. Like, Let, stop. No. I'm going to load my Levi's. Uh, last never. year. Last year really? for you, Brewski? Yes. Yeah. What was the scenario? Were you sick? Were you driving? Like, how does that? I, I I got sick. We were on a trip going to Georgia to visit our family down in Georgia, my sister and I, and mm. I was sick the entire trip. Oh, I, it got it harsh. got it, it got so bad that I went through an entire pack of of toilet paper, a whole twelve pack of toilet paper. Wow. And had to go to the oh my god! Had, had to get into my rental my rental car and go to a Walmart, which was not easy to find in rural Georgia, and um, 
and get toilet paper. I stopped oh. at the gas station and thought oh. momentarily because I had to go. I had to stop while I was driving. I thought momentarily about stealing a roll of toilet paper from the from the um from the gas station because I needed to carry something with me just in case. Wow. Dude, was this diarrhea? Yes. All right. So you crapped your pants, and what what did you do? Uh, did you stop and clean up, or did you just continue your drive? And so, oh no, oh no, no. Fortunately, at that time when when I when I left the present in my pants, I happened to be, <laughs> uh, I happened to be where we were staying at um, at the at the guest house at uh, the family farm down in Georgia, and so that did you tell anyone? No, my sister. My so I, I told I told, I told, I, okay. I told Sister Brewski and she she understood. All right, listen, I'm Sister Brewski. Hey, Jason, it's kind of stinky. In, it's kind of stinky in here. What's going on? Wow, that's a spot on impersonation. Uh, thank that's you. Good. So talk to me like you talked spoke to her. How'd you tell her, uh, Becky? You're not going to believe this, but uh, I just completely just pooped my pants. Oh, shut the front door, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, back door. <laughs> well, 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 see, but let's see. She wouldn't have been. She would have been less surprised because towards the end of my dad's life, the past, the last year, he had yeah. issues. Like he had issues like that to the point where he would actually bring extra clothes with them in the car when he went to work. Just oh, in, poor guy. Yeah. Just in just in case. But so for her, it was. Not on. It wasn't weird to hear someone say that to her, but it, for, right. for, for most people, they would have been like, "Oh, geez, are, are you okay? Are you feeling all right?" I'll, I'll tell I you. Tell you. Oh, Jinx. go ahead, Jinx. I just said I was going to tell you this. That's fine. You owe me a coke. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I'll go buy some on the street corner. What kind of coke <laughs> we're we talking about? Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I will tell you that throughout my twenties and thirties, I I was never clinically diagnosed, but I swear I had a IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, oh. because there were a certain things, especially rich foods, mm. that would just you know rush through me. And there were many times, especially with my ex-wife, where we'd go out for a meal, and I would be white-knuckling driving home, like, do not stop at that red light. Like, I have got to get home. Now, I made it home every single time, uh, so I never had the incident. But then I'll tell you, you know, a few years ago when I started working out and I changed my diet and all that stuff, that all just went away on me. I haven't yeah. had that in, in since I got in shape. So I don't know if like it was taking diet. care of your body and eating right can do good for your body. Yeah. You stop eating McDonald's seven times a day. And uh, what do you know? Your gut health gets much better. And I take probiotics, which are great, by the way. I think well, that's good for you, dude. You, you know, by the way, there are if you go on YouTube and you type in got to poop really bad. There yeah. are there are so <laughs> many funny videos of people who are driving and white knuckling like mm. Steve said and yes. the, but the but the passengers are filming them <laughs> yes. and, 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 and laughing and, at them. Yeah, and, right. and they're like stop it it's not funny it's not funny and it's really really good. I'm sure it's very good. Cool. daddy. And then get, get me home now, Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> Listen dude, I will say this as we get older, uh people are pooping their pants more. Now I know. Yeah, what was your point of this? Uh well, they, pooping your pants is on the rise. That's what mm. I'm trying to tell you by this, okay? So big new trend with the kids. Uh, no, it's not, not with the old kids, kids. It's with oldies. So <laughs> right. people of our vintage from 45 to 55, you start to poop your pants more. And that's a known fact. OK, really? so I will tell you this, that uh, we've got a good friend, Dan, who poops oh. his pants quite often, like he poops his pants quite often. Really? Uh, why? 
Just because he's 45 to 55, or has he got yeah. a condition going on? It's going to hit you at some point, dude. Uh, first of all, he's a <laughs> diabetic. Yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, some of his meds don't help. You know what I mean? Uh, I do know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I will tell you this, dude. I work you, Steve, you know, uh, well, I guess both of you have been to my house. You know where my studio is. It's outside of the house in its own building. Yes. There's no bathroom in my studio. So I got to walk. I gotta walk quite a distance just to get over to the house and up. Wait a minute, you peed during the show before. Where are you going? Uh, I have to go in the house to poop, right? But where are you peeing at? In the fucking yard, dude. Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> I have an acre of property. I pee outside on the daily. Are you forty-five Shit. to fifty-five or five to fifteen? <laughs> what do you, you just go pee outside, huh? That's dude, you don't pee outside at your home now. Why would I? I have bathrooms in my uh, home, Brucey. <laughs> I, I pee outside all the time when I'm driving, when I'm working. Yes. I can't always find a bathroom, but I'm always I'm, looking for, because uh, I drive at night, I'm always looking for a, a dark alley I can go down. I have several in Boston that I can go to. I know I can go to, and I can pee outside out. without getting caught. Yes. All right. So there's only one outside. time I pee outside nowadays. When I'm out doing oh, that, when you're, when I'll you're wrapping outside. it up. Yeah. Otherwise, no. All right. But it's good to know that's what you're doing. I just wanted to clear right. it up for the audience. Go ahead. Yeah, Back I to pooping now. pee outside all the time. So the walk to my bathroom where I got to poo is quite the distance. And it's up a long flight of stairs. Oh, so yeah. it's cheek pinching the whole time going up these stairs. Well, one day I'm sitting in here, I'm working. And I think to myself, uh, I just want to finish this. Then I'm going to go eat lunch. I got a poo. I want to see if I can get done with this. So I finish it up and then I stand up to go into the house. <laughs> and immediately I'm like, oh, I waited too long. I waited too long. <laughs> so flex my butt. I'm doing the penguin walk. <laughs> <laughs> I get to the stairs and it is like, uh, uh, you know, I've just done a marathon. My legs don't work. And I uh, make the uh, realization I have to climb 30 some stairs Oof. and I start to do it and I get about halfway up and now I'm really wobbling, right? Because I'm really <laughs> tight in the back, make it about halfway up the stairs and I ship my pants for the first time since I was, uh, you know, a teenager. Wow. Okay. So I ship my pants and I'm so disappointed in myself. And I, <laughs> and I am, yeah, I am so grossed out and disappointed in myself that I go up into the house. And now I'm thinking to myself, how do I clean myself up, dude? Do I just throw what I'm wearing on away? So I figured well, at, you're at home, you got a shower option at least. Yes. But you know, it's still just bad. Okay. So I've shipped my pants. Long story short, clean myself up. Maybe fast forward three months. Okay. And I vowed when I did that, I was like, I will never shit my pants again. That is a uh, promise and guarantee. I don't Nick think that's a pledge you can make. Oh, yes, it is. dude. It implies there's something voluntary about it or conscious about it. I'll never shit my pants again. Uh, conscious. I'll tell you that. I mean, maybe it'll happen <laughs> when I'm unconscious, but I, wherever I am, if I am about to shit my pants, I'll pull them down and shit on the shit. Oh, okay. So I'll never shit my pants again. Okay. So fast forward three months. Might be worse, but okay. So now you're a homeless man outside Starbucks. Three months forward. 
walking. Same fucking thing. I'm an idiot, dude. I wait. I wait. I waited too long. I'm walking and I'm waddling. I'm waddling, and I see the first solid big tree that I see. I think I am going to lean up on that tree like I'm a chair <laughs> and just dump real quick. Because if I don't, when I hit those stairs, I'll fill up my pants. I know it. Yeah. So, dude. I put my back down on this chair, put yeah, my knees out, right? It's like, like a bear scratching his back on a tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a workout for a lot of people in the gym. You know, you yeah. put your back up on the wall, make yourself a chair. I have never been so comfortable yeah. pooping. I thought, oh, this is what the squatty potty is all about, dude. You, oh. put your, you put your thighs just like this. Meanwhile, I got a nice little breeze going. <laughs> wow. Are you now advocating dumping outside? Is no, that what we're going to No, I'm not going to advocate for it, dude. But I'm going to say this. It was not nearly as bad of an experience as I thought it might. Wow. And you uh, learned a new yoga pose, the dump in the woods pose. <laughs> it's good for the it's good for the core. You know, it truly. Is. Yeah. No, I'll never shoot my pants again. That's the moral to that story. Another public service announcement brought to you by the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Uh, all right. As long as we're talking about crappy things, can we talk about 80s music? Yeah. Sorry. Did you not get my email this week? Who? Me? Yes. I sent you an email. Yes, Steve. I guess not. No. No, I don't remember getting an email from you. What was it about? Someone get me some okay. Cheetos. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, uh, I said you said you didn't like it. Did you send it to my hotmail or the radio station? No, the radio station. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to look. No, sorry. But okay. I get literally like 700 emails a day at that account. So sorry. Well, that's fine. What's up? You preaching 80s to me or what? Last well, week on the episode, I was saying everyone that I thought the 80s was my least favorite musical decade. And ironically, I host an 80s hour on my radio station. <laughs> but mm-hmm. don't tell anyone I don't like the 80s. I gave I gave you about 12 to 15 80s songs with links to, to the music oh, that, that, you nice might, you. that you might like that were not like synthesizer or keyboards or anything like that. Strictly like just the guitar like really rocking stuff all right first of all send it to the program director that's nick but uh no do send it to me because i want to see it um and i don't hate all 80s me there's plenty of some good rock stuff i just hate the glam the synthesizers all that shit that was going on in the 80s oh, the, and i feel that a good artist like tom petty was ruined by the 80s no he was influenced all that you know don't come around here in the moment with the synthesizer no 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 fuck that that was 80s what? influencing tom petty once he got out of the 80s phenomenal I, but, but but you got lucky is a great song of his and an even better video and that has that has a little bit of keyboard and synthesizer in it and that's a great song what is know, it you got lucky by tom petty oh oh okay i didn't hear what you said yeah, yeah i mean american girl is a good tom petty 80s and obviously metallica was doing good stuff in the 80s but for the most part yeah. it's one of my least favorite decades but i believe one of us just went to an 80s concert this week is that not true yeah, that's yeah. true. So me. what's the re- who'd you see? What's the review? Uh, well, How many old people were there crapping their pants? <laughs> I didn't see anyone crap their pants, but it's a possibility it happened. First, I'll tell you, every time I play UB40, I always say, if uh, if you were a fan of uh, UB40 in the 80s, now UB60. <laughs> that's a good one, dude. That's a good one. Uh, so, I, yeah, I went to a concert on, uh, what was it, Friday night. Yep. And yep. it was Pet Shop Boys and New Order. 
Okay. Okay. It was, uh, I, here, I had no expectations for this show. I'm a new order fan and I don't hate the pet shop boys by any stretch of the imagination, but the way my wife explained it to me is that, uh, you know, it's just a bunch of, uh, gay men at this show, watching the <laughs> pet shop boys, loving it and dancing. So I had, and I'm not a huge dancer at indoor concerts, especially, you know, so I had a big arena or a little venue, big arena. Okay. Uh, and let me tell you that this is what's it called? Brewski climate pledge arena. Now, dude, but this is the, which one was that? Key arena. Key arena. Key arena. Key arena. Okay. Yeah. And they redid it. It is unbelievable. It's one of the nicer indoor stadiums I've been in, in my life. It was really, <laughs> really nice. Wow. Sound was great. Everything. So, we go to the show. I had no expectations, but Rachel was really excited. So obviously I was going to go and have fun with her. So we watched the Pet Shop Boys in the seats that I purchased, which were in the back, uh, on the back wall. We had a great view of the stage, but the seats you're sitting in are stadium seating, and it's about the size of an airplane. So you get two big guys together, you know, you're like this, and a little bit uncomfortable, but may do. Pet Shop Boys play. They open up the show. Then they got to tear the stage down and, uh, you know, maybe half an hour until New Order comes on. So you had a little break. Yeah. Ray and I walked out to Pet Shop Boys were good, by the way. It's a funny show, dude, because, you know, for the majority of it, there's just two guys up there. Uh, you know, the keyboardist computer never says a thing. And then the singer. And Neil he Tennant's does a lot singer. of what's that? Neil Tennant is the singer. Yes. And he does a lot of this standing like this, you know, almost like on the front of the Titanic magician. And by the way, how are they looking? I've seen a few 80s bands where I'm like, boys, you should be on the radio only nowadays. <laughs> he doesn't. Not he obviously well. doesn't look like when he was young, but he still looks good. I mean, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, uh, Okay, so, and they had some great costumes and everything else. So, all right, they play, start to tear down, say goodbye. Rachel and I walk over and get a beer and then ask the lady at the exit, hey, can we go outside and smoke a cigarette and come back in? She was like, I'd love to tell you yes, but I can't. And I was like, oh, we can't go outside at all? And this, we got there at five and it's going to go till like almost 11, which is a long time for me. Uh, So... She's like, no, you're not allowed to go out anymore. You used to be able to at Key Arena. So, so and there's no was, smoking anywhere in the building. No, Sometimes they no. have like lounges or something. No, nope. they had nothing. Which, oh, wow. It was crazy. And BT dubs, I brought a joint to the show, and 99.9% of these people must be doing edibles because I didn't see anyone else light up. Well, the funny thing is, I would bet nowadays, if you you light up a joint, no one says anything. But if you light up a cigarette, everyone around you will start complaining. Completely, dude. Yes. (laughs) All right. So we're sitting down there drinking our beer, and I was bitching to Rachel. I was like, I can't believe we're stuck in here. That sucks. And she was pissed, too. So she goes, you want to uh, go walk to the car, and we'll listen to New Order all the way home? get home and smoke some cigarettes it's like i've never loved you more (laughs) so we're gonna walk outside right so we walk outside and an old man comes up to us and starts talking to us kind of odd but you know me i'll talk to anyone you will and they'll love you i don't (laughs) 
charming this, man. I've never understood it. Go ahead. This guy's an usher at Climate Pledge who's smoking a cigarette outside. And he was like, did you guys come out here to smoke? We're like, yeah. He was like, you know, you can't go back in. Right. I was like, yeah, we made the decision. We made the decision to miss the half last half of the show so we could smoke the cigarette. Fuck our four hundred dollars concert tickets. <laughs> I need to smoke a cigarette. Stupid decision, dude. But as soon as I heard that door latch behind me, I was like, fuck, oh. what the hell are we doing? Yeah. So the old man says, like, you know, you can't go back in. I'm like, yeah. He was like. Well, fuck it. You guys seem like cool people. I'll get you back in. Nice. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So he was like, smoke a couple of cigarettes because we probably won't see each other again. And then I'll let you back in. So we're walking over to the door and he was like, I'm going to pull a scam here. So just play along. And he hands me an asthma inhaler. <laughs> so we get up to the security people and he was like, uh, he's a patron of the show, left his asthma inhaler in the car. Uh, and how was having an asthma attack. I'd take him out to get it. I just want to get him back oh, in. Nice. Right? I was like, oh my gosh, dude, that. Oh, now you are a champion. You champion. are a champion. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Wow, that was very cool of him. So, nice. dude, and as he's taking me through security, uh, you know, he's patting me on the back and he's like, uh, you breathe better, young man. I mean, he's really <laughs> playing the part, right? He's selling it. Selling it like crazy. And by the way, his name was Steve. I was like, what's your name? He was like, Steve. I was like, oh, I'll remember that. The towel uh, so, Steve. We're all awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we walk through security and he kind of gives me a wink like, you know, that was easy. And he was like, you guys want to go down on the floor? I was like, fuck, yeah, we want to go down on the floor. I prefer so, backstage passes if you could. <laughs> right? So, dude, he takes us down to the floor stage front. And he was like, you know, find a seat. And he was like, sit down. And these seats are fucking like recliner seats if you want these. Uh, but they were like six hundred and some dollars a piece to buy them. Oh, wow. So we go sit down and are watching the show and everything. And he before he dropped us off, he's like, uh, you know, if someone comes and says these are my seats, just shuffle around. You guys will be fine. So we did. I mean, we had to shuffle one time, but we watched the whole show. New Order was awesome. I'm so glad I didn't miss him. And uh, yeah, it was a fantastic show, dude. I came home feeling real happy about it. That is so Nick Reynolds of a story. You just, you meet people, they immediately love you and just start hooking you up with things. Yeah. Although I, I thought I, you were going to say, he then said, I need a night with your wife now in exchange for everything. Right? I oh, you. He expected nothing. You know what? He bummed a cigarette off me. It was <laughs> like, uh, you know, can I get a smoke? I gave him a couple and I'm like, small yeah. price to pay. Yeah. Uh, so I have tickets to go see Dave Matthews on November 4th. I was like, Hey Steve, can I get your phone number? <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm not going to give my phone number. He was like, but on that day i'll be working uh i'll be working same place he was like come and see me so if he can get me down on the floor for that yeah really i'll blow him do you yeah that that's small price to pay quite frankly so. <laughs> <laughs> although depending upon how you let him finish backstage passes may be in order you know maybe an auto, can i get an autograph uh, or something right yeah oh man yeah, that's so, yeah it was a great you, show do you ever consider vaping nicotine so for scenarios like that you can sneak it quick 
so funny, dude, because Steve said the same thing. <laughs> he was like, I was like, why is it? Uh, first of all, he was like, bring one of these next time. So you can just kind of get away with it inside and you won't be freaking out. And I was like, and why is no one smoking a joint in here? He was like, he pulls out another one. He's like, because they use these. <laughs> it was just a vape pen. Nice. You know, I was just like, oh, you're all hooked up. And this guy was like probably 70 years old. It's hilarious. Vaping yeah. is so convenient, though. I'll tell you, that's that's its yeah. best uh, angle it's got going for it. So, yeah, you mean, for sure. Do you, mean, do you mean vaping for weed or vaping for tobacco? Well, I don't. Uh, I have a philosophy. I don't smoke anything that doesn't do something good to me, like get me high. So I've never smoked cigarettes. But uh, yeah, vaping for a pot is just so convenient. So convenient. <laughs> Not that I want you to, but have you ever taken a drag of a cigarette? No, no. I mean, maybe like a clove cigarette at some party when I was like 19 or something. And uh, right. no, nah, no desire. Brewski? Yes. But also, uh, I've, uh, I'm also somebody that from time to time enjoys a cigar, too. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll do a cigar every now and again, but you're not really inhaling cigars. No, no, no. But cigarettes, yes. I actually once smoked an entire pack of Newports uh, oh. in one city. Newport. An yeah. Wait, an entire pack in one sitting? Well, you have to understand. Like I one was, night out? Well, yeah, I was actually in this girl's um, family room downstairs, and I my date passed out, and my friends who were with their dates were all making out and everything, and I sat there in the dark just like with this passed out chick. Just beating <laughs> off smoking <laughs> cigarettes or what, dude? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 one, of my, and one, of my one of my friends whose cigarettes they were, he was just like, where are all my fucking cigarettes? I'm just like, uh, oh, yeah, I, I smoked them all. That's were hilarious. you sick? We were there all night. We were there for, for like... We yeah, but that's like, a lot of tobacco to take in for someone that's not a regular smoker. But I, yeah. but I was like 17, and I wasn't, I wasn't really like inhaling. Uh, you were just yeah, kind of yeah, puffing on it. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Right. But I was pissed. I was pissed, you know. Sure. We, a couple of 40s of Boone's Farm, and, and this girl goes and oh. passes out. Well, good that's on you for enough. not molesting her. Do you know there's a country song all about that? What, about someone take, passing out? Yes, I can't remember what it's called, but it's something like take a drunk girl home and just leave her be. And this country artist felt he needed to write a song about it because apparently a bunch of country rednecks cannot just take a drunk woman home and leave her be. It's a real song. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, that's again, <laughs> another public service announcement. That, <laughs> that shocked me, dude, to know people uh, that, have done that before and like don't consider themselves to be a rape artist <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> a rape artist or a rapist <laughs> well, yeah, i don't think I don't it's an art form do it. <laughs> yeah, it could be <laughs> so i'm just I, saying like yeah we know people in common that are like yeah she she was incoherent <laughs> you know and i'm just like what are you talking about yeah we had an incident on our show back in the old days and these are with people that are no longer on the show anymore and uh one of them yeah started telling a story about it I was at a party and this girl was all drunk and you know she was kind of awake but not totally and i started kind of touching her and our other producer who had oh. you know some uh, things dramatic events in his past uh freaked the fuck out like i thought he was going to come in the studio and just fucking pummel the dude and and you know, on one so, level dude i was gonna say it may even justify the one level yes. but to, to watch two of our dudes on the show just start going oh, like oh boy yeah yeah it Awkward. was a hairball but, moment and he had a question about that are, are any of us surprised that the person who said that they violated this woman did that? 
I'm no. not surprised at all. No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no. Not at all. They did not have sex or anything, but yeah, he no. said they started making out. He was kind of, you know, rubbing up. Touching yeah. her. He was touching yeah. her. It's not okay. Uh, it's not okay. Not okay. It's clearly what I'm saying. But yeah, there was a uh, an incident that erupted on the show. <laughs> yes. Because we like to keep it real here in the vocal uh, minority. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, Bruce, what concert are you going to tonight? I'm going to see Judas Priest. 50, oh, year, right. 50 years of metal. Yeah. Hi, hi. Right on. <laughs> and then tomorrow, then tomorrow night, of course, is Flight 666. Uh, which, uh, who I'm unfamiliar with that. I don't even know what it is. Oh, oh, so so Flight 666, that's the actual tail number for Iron Maiden's um, I was team, uh, Maiden. uh, uh, band plane that Bruce Dickinson flies from gig to gig, by the way. He Thank pilots you. it himself. He is a commercial um, commercial pilot, has mm. his license, and, and he even puts the uniform on and, and has the mm. wheelie bag and, and everything. Wow. Yeah, I would do that, too, dude. I'd make announcements. I'd be, you know, <laughs> announce our altitude. I would do all that shit. Yeah, so I'm, and I'm seeing so I'm seeing Maiden tomorrow night and seeing Priest tonight. Are you spending the night up there? What in Boston? Where are you going to the show? Isn't didn't you say it's a ways away? No, tomorrow it's it's in Worcester, but that's that's only I mean it's sixty miles away. It's like driving from here to yeah here to Worcester. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm th- I'm thinking for Nick's purposes, <laughs> yeah. like here to War- yeah, Seattle Olympia. to. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like I get that. it. Sure. But yeah, I just wondered if you're going to have some drinks and, and just chillax and spend the night or what? You no, I'm, I'll, I'll have some drinks, but I'll I'll hang out after the show and right I'll wait till I'm all right and that I can drive home. Steve, we were discussing uh, while you were flushing the toilet before the show that Brewski is going to this show by himself. And uh, I was saying that I dig that, dude. So there are some shows that I would rather go to by myself. If I'm going with somebody, if I'm going to a particular show and I know that they're as big of a fan as I am or they really like it and are into it, uh, that's fun for me. But if not, uh, I don't want you to go to a show just, oh, I'll go with you, you know, for you. Uh, I would rather go by myself. Do you like a show by yourself? Yes, I uh, I am not opposed to doing movies alone, and I've done a couple of concerts. I saw Metallica in Seattle at uh, whatever the Seahawks Stadium is nowadays. Uh, yeah, I went to that twice. concert alone. <clears throat> I uh, I basically saw Pearl Jam alone, and actually Brewski was there, and that's one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite pot stories. I'll, I'll just tell it real quick. But uh, yeah, but Brewski and I were working for a rock station, and this is back when we all had our talk show. So yeah. you know, Nick and I were the hosts, and Brewski was our producer. So essentially, he worked for us on the show. But when we did these out and about street event things, Brewski was actually the head of the street team, and I was uh, I was his <laughs> subordinate or whatever when we would go do these events. And I, for all of my years of pot smoking, I have never, ever, ever been caught. No one, not not a, a you know a sister, not a mother, not a parental. In, a, in action, you mean? Yeah, never been caught busted uh, smoking pot, uh. except one time at this fucking <laughs> Pearl Jam concert at the you Gorge. Were, yeah, at the Gorge and George Washington. That's a huge property, dude. Who caught you? Well, that was the thing. We were there hours before the show setting up yep. to uh, meet and greet with all people coming around. So we had hours to kill. So me and this other street team kid, we walked down some path and we went out to, uh, we went down some trench. We thought we were like, you know, sneaking away and we sat down there smoking pot. 
and some security guard comes up and over the edge of it, he's just like, there you are. Get over here right now. <laughs> <laughs> he he's was like tracking the, you. Yeah, he saw us walk down this path. And apparently at the far end of this path is backstage access. So uh, he thought we were up to no good. And he, I don't know if he smelled it, just saw us down there, but he totally busted us. Congratulations. And he, yeah, nice job. Uh, yeah, sleuth detective there. And he starts... <laughs> you know, power tripping on us. Like, oh, yeah. you guys work for the radio. I'm going to get you arrested. I'm going to get you fired. And oh, he was like, where's your boss? I'm going to talk to your boss. And I'm like, well, my boss is Brewski. And uh, yeah, he's over there at the tent. Like, I'm sorry, sir. You're right. Go ahead and turn me in. Well, so yeah. hire me. Go ahead. He totally <laughs> escorted me over to Brewski and turned me into Brewski. Did and you was like disappointed, Brewski? <laughs> No, but I had I had to play the part of the disappointed, but I'm yes. just I'm shocked and appalled that you guys would do this sort of thing. It was so funny. <laughs> Brewski just took it and ran right with it. I mean, he picked up on my vibe right away. I was just like, sir, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and Brewski's, oh, this is so go. disappointing. I'm going to handle this internally. Don't worry. I'm going to make sure he's <laughs> reprimanded. And, and then the security guard walks away. We all just start laughing. I mean, it was, was so fucking funny. So great. Wasn't he on a, wasn't he on a dirt bike, Steve? Oh, that would have been cooler, actually. But uh, no, I don't think so. Was he? Oh, maybe. I I thought for sure you guys were walking behind him. And he was he, on a golf comes, cart, maybe. But. Yeah, he comes rolling up on me, and I'm standing there like just completely oblivious as to what's going on. It was hilarious. I, yeah. Oh my god, it was it was pretty funny. It yeah. was. But anyways, back to your point. I then snuck away for the actual concert, still nicely yeah. baked. And, uh, and yeah, I watched most of the show alone. Yeah, I like a concert alone from time to time. Shows uh, like that are a singular experience anyways, for the most part. You're sitting there either watching a movie or watching a concert. You're absorbing it singular. You don't sit there and talk during the show or the concert. Right. So, well, yeah. But especially at that venue, because that particular venue, you know, and, and anyone who's not familiar with it, what you see you're looking at the stage and you're up on this hill and you're Giant looking hillside. down yeah you're looking down <laughs> at the stage and behind it is it's a columbia river right nick yep but the columbia river flows behind it and there's this wonderful scenery behind the concert so then you're sitting there and you're not only getting the audio but you're getting the visual and you, you just like steve said it's a singular experience and you just get to the whole thing it's all encompassing yep now the the gorge is one of the top venues in the country for that yeah. reason so yeah yeah so. it's amazingly gorgeous dude i will tell you this that at uh i mean people who know me know my huge dave matthews fan fan uh at the dave shows they do labor dave weekend so it's friday saturday and sunday on labor yeah. Day. um and long shows all three nights it's an incredible experience i know bruce he's not a fan of dave matthews but these shows are the only shows I can go to where the majority of the crowd around you at the gorge is singing along to each song. Mm. And that usually really annoys me at shows. I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to hear you, dude. I paid so much <laughs> money to come and watch him or her sing it. You know, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But at these shows, it does not seem to bother me. And like this year, like Brewski was saying, you got the uh, Columbia River going behind you and the sun's going down. And as soon as the sun went down this year, they do a drone show. Have you seen one? Sure. D Dave Matthews is doing a drone show per during the concert. Uh, yeah. And wow. it was awesome. I mean, uh, they, that's really um, cool. I've yeah, never heard of a concert doing that. 
I've never seen it at a concert either. And I was at first I was like, how? Oh, those are drones, dude. And you could see them landing afterwards. It was a really cool thing. <laughs> but I mean, they're in such precise formation that they did the fire dancer logo in the sky. Huge. Awesome. Uh, one of the guys that was in their band, Leroy Moore, died, and uh, he was called the Groove Rucks King and had big, long dreads. They put him perfect in the sky, dude. Just wow. huge. I mean, it was really, really incredible. So That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I've seen uh, near me down in the uh, greater Sacramento area is one of the main Intel campuses, and they are the main company doing those drone shows nowadays. So, really? Yeah, I've seen them out practicing, you know, testing patterns and all that kind of stuff. And I've seen them at, like the Super Bowl and whatnot. But yeah, never in a concert like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they had it down to a science. They did it, uh, you know, it probably lasted five minutes, the drone show portion. And it was while they were playing music um towards the end of the show but they did it all three nights dude i mean they did and it was kind of a different sh light show every night but at the end when you see the final image you can just barely see the drones a tiny light on them like all come down together and then like go into a sort of box down on the ground they're like that's cool and they're done yeah i and yeah. You, you have to write that like a computer program right just Absolutely. tell them what to do and, oh yeah yeah, there's I mean, a good thing insane. on uh, Disney Plus on the National Geographic channel. Jeff Goldblum uh, does a show on there where he explores a different topic and he did fireworks and there's a big movement to get drones to replace fireworks shows. And he went to the Intel campus and they showed him how they program it. And I mean, it's it's a massive undertaking. But, yeah, they get this program and they can just synchronize every single drone and make it do any pattern they possibly want. Uh, why would we do that when we can blow shit up and start forest fires? Dude? America. <laughs> hey, some of us do fireworks shows safely and responsibly, and it's a major part of our annual revenue around here. On the ass end of a barge. <laughs> yes, that's right. Now, we do a huge uh, fireworks show here in Lake Tahoe at our radio station. We do the music. I mean, we don't do the fireworks show. The Visitors Authority does that, but we do the music for it that it's all choreographed to. And, and it's, it's a big cool, deal. Dude. I mean, and uh, people show. every year bitch and moan about, you know, we're polluting or we're going to start fires. And, you know what? Bite me. Show me a fireworks show that has started a forest fire, first of all. We shoot us uh, off over Lake Tahoe, which, if you've never heard of it, is a gigantic lake. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's fire crews all over the place, and uh, the fireworks deteriorate in water. We skim the water. Divers go in for debris. We leave you the lake cleaner. Yeah, the, we clean the whole freaking lake and the beaches. It's cleaner the day after the 4th than it was the day before the 4th. So, But every year, someone bitches and moans about we're going to burn the house down. Have you, yeah. have you guys... Have you guys seen the, the video of that barge? It was a fireworks show that was supposed to happen. And, you know, normally like, like it, they get shot off and synchronized sort of things, yep. except one problem on this one. They all blew up at the same time. I have seen that. I want to say it was San Diego's fire show. I could be wrong, but yeah. <laughs> Did anyone die? No, but it was oh. the quickest fireworks show grand finale ever. <laughs> 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 that's funny. Yeah, yeah come oh, to like tahoe on the fourth of july and experience our fireworks show and fuck the drones you know what the funny thing is the north shore on lake tahoe we're on the south shore they tried to do drone shows this year to kind of stick a dust here on the south shore and it was mildly windy so they had to cancel their drone show uh, because apparently oh, those funny. drones are just you know you if you've got hundreds of them in the air yeah. yeah they start banging into each other in the wind yeah. and stuff, so then you have actual heavy objects falling on people's heads. We'll see how long it takes for a drone show to kill somebody. Then you'll tell me how safe it is. So, Yeah, apartment.com guy. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of people commenting and bitching and moaning and being pissy, um, I've got two vocal minority comments to uh, to point out from our social media stuff that I was uh, looking to get everyone's feedback on. I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to read it verbatim just because I'm lazy and I don't want to pull my phone up. But, Brewski, uh, we did a good little rant about the flag code on the show a couple of weeks ago and the fact that you're not supposed to be wearing the American flag. It's not yeah. supposed to be a, a bathing suit or a poncho. You're not supposed to wear yeah. it. Yeah. And you, I, I, where did you get your flag code knowledge? Because I threw it over to you and you started quoting like subsection 389. <laughs> like, how did, where'd you get your flag code mastery? Well, you know, having to fight with right wingers online all the time. And then also, um, uh, my ex, her mother, as well, used to be head of the King County GOP. And uh, she liked to try and like shout me down about stuff like that. And so I kind of figured that if I knew the code and I could point it to where she could look it up or at least sound like I knew it, then yeah. then she might kind of back off a little bit. Because on the fourth, they'd always wear like flag T-shirts and that sort of yeah. thing. And most you people know. don't know you're not actually supposed to be wearing the flag. It seems very patriotic, but it's against the flag code. Yeah, exactly. it's not a concert. It's not a band. It's right. not a restaurant. Like it's it's the flag, dude. Right. So somebody commented, and I'll read it because I just pulled it up. Uh, did, I, did I did I misquote the 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 subsection? I doubt it. You were pretty on it. But this person said, "Flag code is voluntary and non-binding law. So let's not forget that you will never go to jail for violating flag code." I don't yes. think that was our assertion. But what, what's no, your comment? dummy. It's ty- well, all we were talking about is disrespect, dude. That exactly. you say, you, uh, you know, love that flag and we need to respect that flag. And you lose right away when you put it on your body. I, I, you're not going to go to jail, dude. You're just a douchebag. Nor were we implying that. But, Bruce, yeah, I guess what's the difference between a code and a law? Well, a code is more like, you know, we really we really would like for you to follow this. And if you're being a good citizen. Yeah, it's etiquette. It, it, exactly. Versus a law, which obviously you can be arrested for, whether it be misdemeanor or, fe- or felony right. and, and go to jail for it. This is more like this is what we expect you to, to, to do. Right. And as part of a polite society. Well, we've already de- contracted the Supreme Court already determined we're allowed to burn the flag as freedom of speech. So obviously we weren't implying that if you wear it as a poncho like Kid Rock does, you were going to jail uh, at a minimum. It would be protected speech. But you're missing the point. It wasn't we weren't saying you're going to get arrested for it. It's it's the flag code. It's the etiquette that you're supposed to follow. So don't pretend to be some patriotic American, but then say, well, it's just a code. <laughs> what does that it's matter? It's like the bro code, dude. Bros right. before hoses. You're not going to be arrested <laughs> for it. But you should probably follow it. You'll just be shunned if you violate the broker. Right. Uh, well, depending on who you hang out with, because some people take that a little too seriously. That's very true. Brewski. That's yeah. very true. Does Brewski you know, take it too seriously? No. No. Oh, okay. no. But as, as we know. very true, Steve. That's another, I, by the way, I was talking about hosting the 80s. Every time I play Jesse's Girl, I always say, man, he is violating the bro code big time with this one. Yes. Oh. Which, you had Jesse's Girl? That's your buddy's girl, you dick. Okay. Ass. Dick Springfield. I, who should, should have written that song? Not Rick. Okay, but but uh, now I've got I've got a question for you guys. Yes. Uh-oh. We're all here right, for so, you. All right. So I, this you is want, about. You want honesty, Bruski? Yes. All right. As Nick uh, and I both take sips of our coffee. Yes. Cheers. Okay, here's, <laughs> here's, here's a quick thing. So I have a buddy who used to, who used to date this woman. And yeah, I always thought she was hot and sexy and that sort of thing. That's they a broke, They broke up for a couple of years. She used to go by his place of work. He works at a restaurant in Seattle. 
and uh, and he would want nothing to do with her. And he'd tell me he wanted nothing to do with her. I'm done okay. with her. I'm done with her. Yeah. So then they've been broken up for three years. I happen to go to a show at a bar in Greenwood in Seattle, run into her. We're drinking okay. and things happen. We end up going back to her house. And, but, and so then a couple months later, the hot dog in the bun. Completely? Exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. Completely. Completely. All right. And, this is not a bro code violation. Okay. Well, he got pissed off at me because I confessed to him that it had happened. And uh, he got pissed off and, and said, I can't believe you did that. And, you know, I never tried to hook up with Jen and that sort of thing. And, and I was hmm. just like, listen, no. dude. You know, uh, once your once the relationship's honest. over. No. I mean, I, I guess I'd have to Google the exact bro code from How We Met Your Mother or whatever, whoever wrote it. But uh, no, I mean, you probably, there's probably a grace period when your buddy breaks up with a girl. I would say give it at least well, I don't know. I mean, at least a month, but probably six months or more. But if they're broken up and life has moved on, no, you're allowed to hit that. Otherwise, you feel that way. Otherwise, everyone's violating the bro code with somebody. Somebody got to that before you did. Yeah, but you feel that way. Uh, you would be up for that if I uh, was single and took one of your formers. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably warn you because most of them are crazy <laughs> as shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, but if you want to go hit that, I mean, sure. I you're can tell you what they're into and what they're not. Huh. I've been thinking about that recently with, uh, you know, any exes of part, you know, like if I ever saw him in public, part of me wants to run up and tell the guy like, dude, run, run what you can. Be careful. But I think what I would tell them is, dude, she is a total whore. So bang the crap out of her because she'll do anything and then run like hell. <laughs> so, mm, no, I wouldn't be I wouldn't feel weird about that at all. You that's know, up to I, you. I mean, I, you take my word for it that you're going down a dark path there. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I had a boss years ago who had this um, thing about bad co bad bad uh, subordinates. Yeah. And if if some if somebody who was a bad worker was interviewing for other jobs, yeah. and, and, and say he got called for a reference. He All would right. give them the absolute best reference. Oh my God, I can't believe that guy's looking for another job. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd really hate to lose him. And and oh yeah, you know, if you guys hired him, that would be like, you know, you'd, you'd be getting a great person and that sort of right. thing. Yeah, conversely, he told me, listen, if you ever go and apply for a job, I'm telling everybody you're the worst worker I've ever had. That's funny. I do know some dudes where I'd be like, oh, my one act? Oh yeah, dude, go for it. You deserve that. So <laughs> so I guess it's case-by-case case basis. To Sharing is question, caring, but, but no, especially two or three years later, you're totally fine. Okay, yeah. Well, he's still pissed at me and won't talk to me, so. Yeah, well, blame Rick Springfield, okay? Yeah, yeah. you're probably better off without him, Brisky. Uh, speaking of bros, I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to point it out, but uh, one, one of Nick's brothers uh, commented on our uh, TikTok page, Ooh. and I I haven't replied to this, but it's a good topic, quite frankly, and I think maybe we have referenced this before, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave his name out of it, but yeah, this is uh, one of Nick's bros, and he said, hey guys, he commented on one of our TikTok videos about politics. Yeah. And he said, hey, guys, uh, what do you think about this guy, Michael Cohen, former attorney for President <laughs> Trump, his strong arm and attack dog for well over tenths, well over 10, 10 years, I guess that means. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, now, since he was uh, left to wither by Donald Trump, he's trying to be the canary in the cave. Canary yes. coal mine is actually. Yeah. Whatever. Um, warning us all about how dumb slash self-serving slash corrupt, et cetera, Donald Trump is. And he's making a living doing it. So what do you guys say? Listen to him or punch him. I would lean towards the latter. That's what that's your brother, not me saying that. 
Yeah. So Michael Cohen, I got to tell you, I, this comes up with me a lot. So wh- what are your guys' initial comments on Michael Cohen? What to do <laughs> it, or not do with him? It's an interesting. Uh, it's an. I, I see why he's wondering. Uh, by the way, uh, the brother who wrote that is a Democrat. Okay. Um, he, uh, I don't know. I mean, I know he's got, uh, some soiled sour candy in his mouth. So he's trying to be, you know, get everything out there and maybe exaggerates a little bit, but I mean, I love that he's spilling all his secrets and I don't care that he's spilling them. I don't think he's a good guy for doing it. I think that he's trying to get a deal and, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I enjoy listening to him. I just don't know how much of it to believe or not believe. You know, is what it I mean? better late than never? I mean, obviously he was right there, complicit with Trump, and now for like his, his own a, self-serving reasons, he's coming ex- clean now. Exactly. I mean, he, I don't think he's a good person. He's a dick, dude. I mean, that's what a dick does, right? Yeah. What? Well, it's yeah. interesting to hear these stories, uh, regardless. But I mean, you're a douchebag, dude. You stand up when it matters and when it's, you know, it takes some integrity to do it. This doesn't take any integrity. That's for sure. Well, but you know, I, I don't have a problem with it so much. Um, you know, yeah, like Nick said, he's a bad guy, but I'm not I'm not taking the information and saying, oh, you know, he's he's redeemed himself or anything like that. Hmm. Uh, I, I see that as he's a C.I., He's a confidential informant. And, and we do and, that uh, all the time in the legal system, by the way. Somebody is part of the mob and then we let them testify against the mob. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's 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 a way to get to the person that you want to get to. The only way sure. you're going to get to the head is to, to start at the bottom and work your way up. And if he can help provide a roadmap, then then I, I say all for it at the same time. You know, you just you just got to keep in mind who you're dealing with here. And yeah, you take it with a grain of salt. Yes, but I, I will say that I I would believe probably more than 90% of what he's saying. Agreed. Agreed. I don't think he probably has to make much up. There's exactly. so much real shit there to already say that makes Trump look terrible. So I don't really think he's lying much. But here's the thing I can't understand about Michael Cohen and that still bothers me. I was one of these people that just sort of hoped and wished that on – You know, on the day Donald Trump left office, that he would be in handcuffs. They'd be waiting there for him to arrest him. And Michael Cohen was a legitimate part of why I thought that. I don't understand if me and my lawyer break the law together and my lawyer goes to jail for the crime and I'm named as the other unnamed person that we all know now it was Donald Trump. How does he not go to jail, too? Cohen already was tried went to jail and the person he did the crime with Donald Trump was not immediately arrested somehow. Explain yeah, his money, because, dude. No, because he was president and, and yeah, but once he was out, why weren't they waiting for him? Right. How money. did Cohen already get prosecuted and go to jail? And now Trump years later, still no one's gone after him for that exact same crime he did with his lawyer. Why would the lawyer be committing the crime? If not for the direction of his boss? Uh, well, I mean, he could have acted on his own accord, I suppose. Uh, I know, know he, he didn't. didn't know. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's all to do with money and power, dude. I mean, he knows the right people. He's have you watched any of the, um, trial this week? The January 6th, January 6th series. series. Yeah. Not start to finish, but yeah, I've read about it and seen a lot of clips for sure. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, it's I want to say that like they're getting better and better. It's almost like the Lincoln Project has started producing the, right. the footage, but it's not. It's raw footage, and it's fucking crazy, dude. I sat there the whole time I was watching. I was just like in disbelief. 
Like it couldn't what be are more clear. Not getting about this. Yes, he clearly tried to commit a coup. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and literally, I mean, figuratively, and somehow people are just like, eh, it was a protest. The well, fact it, that they have him uh, on recordings calling other states asking them to get votes for him after he lost like people still think uh that joe biden's not supposed to be the president just because donald trump said he is i don't know if you've heard the audio of steve bannon uh he's explaining what donald trump is going to do before he does it and it's i mean it's straight across the board everything he says is going to happen happens just like he said it's going to happen it's fucking crazy yeah, and and the 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 real scary part is coming out now with the Secret Service, um, yeah, and deleting with, all these texts for some reason. Well, not not even not even just that, but um, oh, yeah. that they uh, knew there was violence planning. They knew there was emails in the crowds. Like, but there, there was there was that, and then there was also yeah. with Speaker Pelosi on the phone with uh with Mike Pence saying I'm concerned for your safety don't go with anybody and then Mike Pence telling the secret service agents I'm not getting in that car because right? the, yeah. there was a, there was genuinely he was genuinely fearful that he was going to die yeah. and the other and the other the other thing there too is is that secret service agents who ignored all those emails they yeah. basically they basically set up Pence's protective detail to get killed those those protective detail for pence were calling into the emergency center and saying can you get this message to my family telling them that i love them and yeah and, and because they thought they were going to get killed these are their fellow Ed, agents that did yes. that to them ed schumer uh i don't know if you saw him but like yelling at the attorney general like uh uh yeah chuck schumer what did i say ed, ed. That's oh a, yeah, Chuck Schumer. That's his brother. Uh, that's his brother. <laughs> uh, when he was yelling at the attorney general to like tell him to call this off, this is crazy. I mean, you can see that they're scared. Uh, the best clip was Nancy Pelosi saying that there's poo poo being smeared on yeah. the walls. There's yeah. poo poo being smeared on the walls, but. This whole thing, dude, is just so freaking crazy. And people wonder after the Secret Service acted that way, why Joe Biden fired everybody when he got into office. He's like, yeah, I need a whole new team. Not one of them can be on there. Well, now I read this story today as well, saying that up to at least half of the FBI agents in the country actually were sympathetic to the January 6th uh, insurrectionists. And saw that what they were doing as no worse than the Black Lives Matters protests. Well, I mean, that just shows you how delusional you are. There's a gigantic difference between a protest and an armed insurrection. Exactly. If the Black Lives Matter movement took over the Capitol, I mean, oh can you God. imagine the outrage on the right? Oh, my well, first God. of all, they would have all been shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. You know, everyone would have been shot or killed in some way. Yeah. Choked out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, dude, it's just crazy. And they talk about now the fact that, uh, you know, they've subpoenaed Trump and he's going to just keep doing his thing until maybe he's back in office. Who knows? And then we know now that they had all figured out ahead of time, like no matter what happens on Election Day, we're just going to say we won. Doesn't matter what the results are. We're just going to do it. And just, you know, the more we tell people, the more they'll believe it. So here's a question I have for you, gentlemen, because I'm, I'm, you know, I I feel that Trump is a narcissist and I'm not, you know, psychiatrist. So I'm not, you know, uh, trained to diagnose someone like that. But I'm dealing with a narcissist in my life. And I'm wondering, here's the thing I try to figure out about a narcissist. 
do they consciously lie like Trump did? Like, nope, we won the election. Like, is that a conscious, I'm just going to tell the lie and hope people believe it? Or is their narcissism so deep that they actually believe that they won? Because the I, I can't be wrong, so I must be right. The latter, so, dude. So narcissists, they really don't even understand they're lying? No, I mean, I think they do on a very, very basic level. But I think that they lie to themselves so often that they do believe they're bullshit. I, and it's I think like that's the Georgia thing, right? If you believe exactly. the lie, then it's true. Completely, dude. Yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, yeah. I, How I do, do we deal with that. someone like that? You don't. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you don't. <laughs> you, you, what if you're forced you gotta, to? Well, you got to call them out on, on their shit is what you got to do. And, and you can't you can't be a nice guy about it. You got to be a dick. What does that mean, oh, Brewski? Show us what that looks like. I mean, uh, are you just like talking to them or? Well, sometimes you got to raise your voice a little bit. Sometimes you, you know, you might need to get a little rough with them, but, but it's not that often that you have to do that, but usually it's, it's more like calling them on their shit, but also being no nonsense about it. Yeah. But why don't you try and talk me through it? I've been lying quite a bit lately and I'd love to hear you talk me down. I guess the core question here, Brewski, is do you just ignore a narcissist and get them out of your head or do you go fight with them? Not literally, per se, but do you battle or do you just well, walk away? I, I think it depends. Guide me, Brewski. Guide it, me. I, I think it depends on the situation because if it's because it, uh, every relationship with a narcissist, there are always different battles. Mm. And some battles you need to ignore and other battles you need to fight. And, what, and, what do you do when they're fucking with your livelihood directly? Oh, well, I mean, you know what you could do these days. The social media. I mean, you, you could really just start <laughs> firing shots like crazy. No, you can't. Are you <laughs> no, intentionally no, no. asking Brewski about this? And not I'm me? just looking for generic life advice. And if it happens to apply to my life, then maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm looking for guidance. I'm just asking. Two words. Two two words. Yeah. Burner account. So, oh, so what? You can cyber follow people and not have them. This is dark horse cheating advice. Now I get a burner phone. Huh? Yeah, no, yeah. No, this just burner anonymous account. is what I'm hearing. You really say you want to stay anonymous for some of this. <laughs> well, yeah, like mm. the, the guy, so Kevin Durant, <laughs> Kevin Durant, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, who used to play for the Sonics. He has several burner accounts so that when people start ripping on him on social media, he can yell at them back, but not as Kevin Durant, but as a Kevin yeah. Durant fan. Right. So you can always do the same thing with burner no. accounts. No, <laughs> no, you can't do it. Listen, Why not? This is, who's going to know? Right. No, yeah. I'm with Brewski. Uh, I'm not. I, no, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm, when it comes to Trump or something, I'll yeah. tell you. I don't know. Here's the thing, and this is an honest uh, thing. I'll tell you. When Trump first got into office, I initially was on my lefty liberal Twitter page, uh, going after him. Right. Yeah. And then I started thinking, like, what if he tracks down who I really am, and I have an FCC license in my name? He could go and fuck with me because he's he appoints who's in charge of the FCC and all that. Yeah. And I thought, Harness, you will become so paranoid that yeah. Trump is going to try to unmask Twitter users like it's delusional thinking. But then months later, we saw a news story where they are literally were trying to unmask social media people attacking Trump so they could find out who they are and go after them. We like, know he literally did what I felt was paranoid. 
Yeah, we know he's that petty and we know the people around him have decided that, that you have to be that petty to win. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time to be that paranoid, dude. I mean, he, yeah. he is going after people. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. I got blocked by him. Really? That's a badge of honor right there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I put that yeah. on your jean jacket. dude. Now, grant, now, granted, it probably wasn't him that blocked me, but somebody who was running his Twitter account and that's but. He was sitting on his golden throne, blocking uh, Ruski. Apparently, they don't like it when you post pictures of him serving as Vladimir Putin's cock holster. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) That's funny. Well, and what do we think about Twitter, by the way, guys? If Elon Musk does buy it and brings Trump back on there, like, we need this platform for promotion, but it disgusts the shit out of me that... Just with oh, a change of ownership, they can let him. I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere. I they're gonna have to kick me off yeah. and pry it from my cold dead hands. Yeah, I'm dealing with a lot of that. Like, I'm not gonna let you take that thing from me just because you're yeah. a crazy narcissist, Trump. I'm talking to. Well, obviously. I don't know that that's true with everything, dude. I don't know. That's uh, that says that's. We'll have to see, dude. I mean, you maybe we'll stay on there, dude. But listen, yeah. uh, on Thursday. Uh, I think it was Thursday. It doesn't matter. My wife asked me, she was out and about during the day. She was like, uh, Hey, do you want to uh, so- have something to eat? I'll stop and grab something. And she was like, uh, do we do the terrible place? Oh, Chick-fil-A. Is that what you brought up? And I was like, no, how dare you? We don't do Chick-fil-A. That's fucking a no, no. And you know that she was like, I'm just testing you. I'm just testing you. <laughs> Liberal you. loyalty test. Right. Funny. So uh, I will kind of feel similar, similarly about Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I think we have to keep using it for our benefits, but I'm not eating a Chick-fil-A. So I guess there's some lines you can draw on, but. Well, I, I don't I don't think he's going to end up buying it because uh, have you seen the price of a Tesla stock? Well, and he already shit the bed once with the whole thing. Well, it went, yeah, but now he's back saying if you drop the lawsuit, I'll go ahead and buy it for forty four uh, billion or whatever. Yeah, I get that, but but the stock price is down fifty percent. Fifty percent. himself in a bad price then. Sorry, Jackass. For, yeah. And, for, te- for Tesla. And I'm sorry, but oh. at some point the shareholders are gonna speak and say, Listen, you gotta stop this shit because this is my money you're fucking with. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting conundrum for a lot of people. So, yeah, it'll be real interesting. I got to ask you guys just one more uh, little piece of advice. Both of you being fathers. All right. I got to ask this because over the weekend, uh, I'm not going to announce who these people are only because they're children. Uh, I have some children in my distant family who I follow on TikTok. They are. 13 and I think uh, 10 or 11. Okay. Okay. Uh, follow one of them on TikTok. And I wake up on Friday morning and I'm scrolling through my TikTok and I see one of the kids' pages, you know, comes up on my For You page. And it is basically like a meme clip show where it's just meme for three seconds, meme for three seconds, and it goes on for two minutes. Dude, these memes that were on there were the most disgusting, offensive memes I've ever seen. Like uh, homophobic stuff, racist oh. stuff. Oh. And uh, these are your relative compiled them? And uh, yes, posted them on his, uh, or his or her uh, TikTok page. Okay. okay. 
So I'm just like, oh my gosh, so-and-so must have been hacked. Like, my heart doesn't believe this came from that person. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Never. So wow. I'm like, oh, they must have been hacked. So I sat on it for a little bit until I could talk to Rachel. And I was like, you know, this is on so-and-so's TikTok page. I was like, do you think they were hacked? And she was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I doubt it because how do you get hacked on TikTok like this, you know? And it is, you know, some of the stuff mixed in there was stuff that he would post or she, he or she would post. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I got to ask him. I got to call him and ask him. Right. So just so it turns out last night, this person is having a problem with their computer and wants me to help them fix it over the phone. So before I got into that all, I was just like, hey, uh, did you get hacked on TikTok? And they were like. No, well, like, I don't think so. Under this username, is that what you're talking about? I was mm -hmm. like, yeah. And they were like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, then what is that all about? I said, I am so disappointed if you put that stuff on your TikTok page. And they were like, what? What's on there? And I start naming some of the stuff, you yeah. know, just a couple of things to give examples. And they were kind of giggling in the background. And I was like, I'm not laughing. I said, I'm I, honestly, my feelings are hurt about this, uh, that you would do something like this. What's funny about that to you? They said, oh, I didn't make the memes. I just saw them and posted them. I was like, that is such a Donald Trump mentality, dude, right. of, yeah. you know, where our country is right now. I said, that is not, not okay. I didn't come up with the N-word, but it's okay if I use it. <laughs> 100%. And that was on there. Oh, wow. I, and that was on there. Dude, I was so disappointed and almost sick to my stomach because I love this person. And it's a little kid. So we kind of talked a little bit and uh, it was just kind of brushed off and i said take that down take it down and i'll talk to you later and we got off the phone went and looked on tiktok like 30 minutes later uh they had removed and blocked me and oh wow <laughs> you might have to mute that out you might have to mute that out <laughs> what would what, what the part yes okay um, let me make a time note here sorry yes please do. i'm sorry the, i didn't we're censoring the innocent here yeah uh so i call back and i'm like you blocked me and they were like uh yeah that's the easiest way to not have to privatize what i'm doing wow. on tiktok wow. and i was like you got to be kidding me. And now I'm getting real pissed, pissed and hurt, but I'm pissed now. But I'm not this kid's father, dude. Or yeah, but who is? Did you talk to them? Rat him out. Uh, th and that's part of my question. So this was just last night. And now I had problems sleeping last night thinking about, like, how do I fix this? Right. Normally, we're trying to protect the children. Oh, but what are you doing? The children are the problem. Yeah, Boy, that's a conundrum, dude. So I'll tell you a similar story. My uh, my nephew, uh, my sister posted a picture of uh, of uh, my nephew on uh, on Facebook or something. Yeah. And in the picture, it was like you know he was posing for football or something. But he was flipping the upside down a okay thing. He was flipping the QAnon. Oh. You know, hand yeah. gesture. The, the, the white power thing. Yeah. Yeah. The white power <laughs> stuff. 
And I just started wow. thinking, like, does this kid even understand what that is? Does he just think he's being shocking? And right. I had this whole conundrum where, first of all, I don't have a very tight relationship with my nephew. So there was no scenario I was going to call him directly. So what you right. did was probably the good first step. Right. Um, and then I just I had a real hard time thinking about calling my sister to say, like, do you understand what your son is flashing there? And now I'm accusing him of being a racist suprema or just being an idiot. That Right. I kind of thought, you know what, I'm just going to leave it. Like, if I see more actions coming out of him or something that is indicative of somebody who's, you know, QAnon racist or any of that, then I'm going to have to bring it up. But I was like, this, I'm just not tight enough with them. And uh, I just, yeah. I just kind of let it be. And I did bring it up to my parents and be like, you know, just keep an eye on, you know, if we're yeah, yeah, the yeah. spiral, I think we should all probably say something. But just the one thing, him being a jackass, I let it go. And I don't know if that was the right thing or not. I still kind of wonder if I should have, you know, said something. But. Um, for him to, for him or her to block you online though, and just sort of not take any accountability, like how tight yeah. are you with the parents and what do you think their response would be? Cause uh, that's so, not cool. And yeah, do the parents I mean, watch their kids TikTok page? I don't, and they must not. Uh, Most parents don't. It's a single, uh, single parent home. Um, and they must not. So, yeah, I mean, if they saw that, I can't imagine they wouldn't be like right away. Like, what is this down now? And you're grounded, whatever. I don't know. So, uh, listen, like if, I, if 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 he or she had taken it down or acknowledged, like, I'm just being dumb. I thought it was fun then, you know, maybe. But the fact that they blocked you and refused to take it down, like, that's right. Well, that's and my wife got on the phone and started talking to them and they were like, uh, basically said like this is so unacceptable and i'll tell you what i love you very much but i am so disappointed in you right now wow. and they couldn't have cared less wow and i know it was i know it was a you know how you can tell when a kid's putting a show on yes you know um they were definitely putting a show on um but part of this is i know is that they've had some issues going on and I know that this is a way to speak out, trying to get some sort of attention because it's so not yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to have the talk with the parent and I hope they do something good about it. I, I, yeah, I don't know what else to do, but so, yeah. yeah, listen, parents, <clears throat> some parents really don't like when you come at them about their kid. Do you and think I that's a suitable one, though? Oh, yes. I, my, my point is this is one you have to bring up, but I would just do it in a mildly sensitive way of like, listen, I saw it. It bothered me and my wife. I tried to confront them about it. They blocked me like I'm going to step away from this, but I just felt I needed to tell you and let you right. handle it. And then yeah. then you got to let the parent handle it at that point. And, you know, but I'm sorry if it's causing a rift with a, a relative or something. I mean, that's just not cool. But yeah, this is someone we spend a lot of time with, you know, and like uh, like, like in person time or yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, I would see what the, what the parent says, and then maybe down the road you got a chance to have a dialogue with the kid. But um, yes. Yeah. No, that's good. kind of okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, as far as the parent, I was thinking of just letting them know that like. Hey, I, you know, this is a true thing. I'm not just saying this, but like, I always try, you know, you're a single parent. I always kind of try and wash, watch your back online, especially, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw this, I felt like you would definitely want to know about it. I already talked to so-and-so about it a little bit. 
but just wanted to let you know and just kind of leave it at that you yeah. know yeah damn that's an awkward one i actually have a news story that ties directly into this should we uh do you want to jump over to that yeah for sure this is an interesting news story um, I've been pondering a lot of legal issues of late, and uh, this crosses a couple of topics here, what you were just talking about. and you going to go to law school? I think I almost have at this point, Nick. I think I'm licensed right. in Guam at this point, so I can at least Perfect. put a law firm there. <laughs> so here's an article. This is, uh, I think this is out of Florida, of course. <laughs> Look at you, Florida. Uh, a teen accused in a crime spree in Broward County that ended in a deadly car crash was kicked out of court on Monday. Prosecutors are uh, trying to determine if the 13- and 15-year-old suspects will be tried as adults or as minors. The 15-year-old went before Judge Stacy Ross Monday morning. Oh, can you publicly call out judges if they're in a news article? That's good. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, he is accused of breaking into a Fort Lauderdale house on August 28th and stealing a Mercedes while the homeowner slept. Investigators say that he was the one behind the wheel leading law enforcement officers on a chase before causing a car crash that killed a 35-year-old mother of three. Ugh. Now, here's wow. the tricky part here where you got to... This brings up an interesting legal issue and what Nick was just kind of referencing here. Uh, Fort Lauderdale police charged the 15-year-old with grand theft auto, aggravated fleeing, and eluding with serious injury or death and resisting an officer without violence. Those are felonies. The 13-year-old ch is charged with misdemeanors. Here's the thing, though. During the proceedings, the suspect's attorney requested 21 more days to conduct behavioral or behavioral or testing, including a psychological evaluation and an IQ test. That was when the suspect, the teenager, started laughing in open court. All done. All done, dude. Yep. No grace. Grace is gone. Yep. But ponder this. The lawyer is trying to argue that the fact that my client, the 13-year-old, or maybe it's a 15-year-old, I don't even know, but either way, one of the teenagers laughed in open court, that actually speaks to how immature they are, and therefore they should be tried as a minor. No. I get the argument. It's an interesting argument, right? Because yeah, it would actually make sense. Like, what kind of moron laughs in open court when you just killed somebody, somebody who is so immature they should not be tried as an adult? Like, hmm. But what they should, uh, we should expect that they will m uh, mature naturally and we just put them back out into society. Well, I think they're saying charge them as a minor so that whatever the minor, you yeah, know, I mean, that's penalties short, are for that. That's a short penalty, it'll be uh, a year and out, right? I mean, obviously, uh, everyone's gut reaction to that is to go smack the living crap out of this arrogant little shit that just killed someone and is now laughing at the judge. Yeah, but boy, it does bring up an interesting legal argument. The fact it that does. he would laugh means he's clearly not mature enough to be an adult. And I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying an interesting point. Yeah. No, we had a uh, we had a case here in Seattle. Uh, I believe it was last summer. A uh, girl was driving 16 years old, driving down kind of a country road here in my hometown. And there was a man running on the side of the road uh, and she hit him hmm. uh, purposely. Oh, wanted to know what it would feel like to hit a human being. Wow. She hit him. And she had two other friends in her car that wrote off on this, signed off on this, turned back around. He was alive, but in bad shape. They laughed at him and drove away. Okay. Wow. Fast forward to, you know, that day. And for four or five months, there's signs all over my community with a picture because he died. 
Hmm. There's signs all over my community with a picture of this guy's face wanting justice because they didn't catch the people who did it until seven or eight months later. Hmm. So this girl who did it again, 16, same thing. Well, uh, you know, the guy's wife was there and he had a couple of kids and uh, she laughed in court thought it was funny. I don't. And they, this was same argument. They were charging her as a juvenile and and, uh, they were basically saying like, I get it that it sucks because she'll probably be out in a year. And then we're just going to put that back on the streets. Like that's crazy. If, if you are going to charge her as a juvenile and only be able to give her a year in juvie, uh, why don't we come up with something where we can at least put them away for 10 or 15 years in a mental institution to take some time to evaluate whether or not these kids are crazy, immature or both? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I think that you send them to you send them to juvie until they turn 18 and then they then they have to do, you know, a sentence of some sort in an actual prison. Yeah. Listen, you know, I don't know the intricacies of the Florida law and what uh, leeway the judge has, but that would obviously be the more rational thing to do. Then fine, keep him a juvie till 18 and then ship him off to a real sure. prison. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a conundrum. And the same like you were talking about with your, your young relative, like maybe it's proof on its face that if they don't think it's wrong to take down that TikTok video, that obviously they're not mature enough to even grasp the concept. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it is. It is a conundrum, dude. Or they're being little shits and fuck that. Penalize them like an adult. I don't know. Yeah. There there are some kids, though, that that just don't care. And they say, you know what? I'm a juvenile. What are you going to do to me? You know, um, I'll I'll be out. I can do whatever I want. I'll be out under 18. I won't be doing any time. Exactly. Thank you, Dexter Holland. Thank you. That's no offspring reference, Bruce Skinner, I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, oof, yeah. That's it's either a clear indication that you're going to be a sociopath or you already are, or you're just a dumb, immature kid who is hopefully going to grow out of this. So this is the conundrum this judge in Florida is having right now. Yeah. No, it's crazy, dude. I mean, and it is. I think that, uh, especially being somebody who's been around, uh, I don't want to put a blanket statement on all foster children, but in our state anyway, the system is such a mess that a majority, I would say, of these foster kids that are in the system for a while, they're so, they get so messed up, dude. They get so messed up. It's like prison. Yes, every once in a while, you're going to get that person who's reformed themselves walk out the door and be a contributing member of society. Same way with foster care system. 98% of them do seem like they walk out and they are just broken people and sort of for good reason. I mean, shit's awful that happens in there. So, yeah, I mean, you got to get a lid on this soon when they're young, dude. And that's why I feel like it's so important. I don't know. I don't want him to grow up into a 16, 17, 18 year old that's had all this time to continue that ideology of, you know, that this shit's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, you know, not, not, not that you want to say that this person needs to be the vocal minority expert on prison and being a young person offender, yeah. but, you know, Steve, you know, have you, I'm not that you want to be doing this on a regular, but what what do you think, you know, uh, Big C would think about this whole thing? 
Uh, Charlie, my uh, my ex's yeah. new guy who spent 22 years in prison. I mean, he he, you know, he he might give us, uh, he might ha- give you maybe some really good. Um, yeah, listen, I, I, I can tell you, you that. Be, go ahead, sir. Not that you want to be going to him on this, and, and he's going to feel like, oh, Jesus, this is all you want to talk to me about. But it's, it's but it's, but he's somebody, <laughs> but it, but he's but he's somebody though that. Well, he's an expert us, on the topic, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A unique perspective on that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, clearly he believes that rehabilitation is possible. I mean, the, this guy, if you've missed any of the previous episodes, did a terrible thing when he was 16, committed felony murder with a buddy, and spent 22 years in San Quentin, and um, seems to be rehabilitated. I mean, in my conversations with this guy, he's deeply remorseful for what he did, um, has spent a lot of years reflecting on it, and doesn't ever want to be anywhere near a prison again. Whereas other people, the recidivism rate, meaning the rate at which people go back to jail, is significantly higher, and it is a real issue where a lot of people don't really get reformed at all. They actually get sure. made worse in prison or hardened more. And, Institutionalized. Know, so. yeah, exactly. So, you know, can people be rehabilitated? Absolutely. I think we've all seen anecdotal and real-life evidence of that. So, But it's definitely a flawed system, and there's no guarantee that somebody coming out of prison has actually been rehabilitated. It's for sure a case-by-case basis. So, yeah, I, if I'm answering on his behalf, I would say he would tell you it's a real thing, but he's probably also seen people that did leave and come back because it didn't work for them. So who knows? So I say they've these teens yeah, laughing yeah. in court, they're either going to knock it off and snap out of it, or they're up for a lifetime of being a sociopath, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, there's a new show on A&E. Uh, maybe Brewski saw it. It's called Inmate to Roommate, and it follows prisoners as they get out of prison and and try and jump back into society. Yeah. Kind of. How does it go for most of them? Shitty, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, it holds up. Like, it seems like a very high rate of people who come out do not make it very long outside the walls. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can see that. That sucks. Well, let's connect another dot. Shall we keep doing that? Please do be a... Please, a real champion. Always. It's a 24-7 job for me, Nick. (laughs) All right, so on the topic of, um, well, you know, of of prison, rehabilitation, second chances, and I referenced earlier, uh, we were going to talk about pot today. Now, this is somewhat old news, quote-unquote. This came out a couple weeks ago, but I just want to get into it real quick here uh, and on two topics. President Joe Biden announced that he's going to pardon all federal offenses for simple possession of marijuana. And for that, I think... He deserves a round of applause. <laughs> oh, now you are a champion. Way, way, way overdue. People in jail for simple marijuana possession. Now, on the other side of this coin, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, yeah. the, uh, the two-wheeled wonder, he announced... <laughs> my apologies. He announced... Steam. <laughs> he announced, because uh, Biden basically said, I'm pardoning federal offenses, but I'm going to encourage all the state governors to also pardon people that are up, up for simple marijuana Be a offenses. human being. Yeah, and Texas Governor Greg Abbott, of course, immediately came out and said, fuck that. I'm not pardoning none of them hippies. They can stay in prison forever and ever for all I care. Unbelievable. And he would. He would prefer they would rot there. There's been so many people, like Steve mentioned, that have been in prison for, uh, you know, not even uh, intent to distribute, just pot in general. There's people who have died in prison for having pot on them. Do you know that? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy, dude. It's about damn time. And thank you, 
yeah, I want to get one of the Biden stickers and put it by that bill. Like, I guess I, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. It is so far behind the now, time. guys. That's awesome. I mean, that changes uh, our society. Also, getting rid of these as felonies of people who went in, you don't understand or so many privileged people do not understand how tough it is to get housing or a job after you become a felon. Yes. For pot? Are you freaking kidding me, dude? And pot is still scheduled as a class one narcotic. And I would bet in the state of Texas where, you know, Abbott said he's not going to do it. There's probably plenty of conservatives that smoke pot and think it's just fine. And, of and uh, you know, it's one of those issues that actually straddles a lot of lines. I know plenty of conservatives that love pot, but they're usually called libertarians like Tom, right. Tom, <laughs> Tom Hartman, the radio uh, host, always says that libertarians are basically Republicans that want to smoke pot and get laid. Yes. It really is a uh, crossover issue. So I know idiots like Abbott think it's you know good to jump on the uh, anti-bandwagon and say he's not going to cut any pot smokers, no no hippie pot smokers slack. But You yeah. know he smokes pot, dude. Come on. You know that all these people are such hypocrites in what they do. They either do or they have before or they certainly have friends, family, relatives, co-workers, all that kind of stuff. You know, we you were know talking earlier that their son or daughter does it. You know what I mean? Like there's people in your house doing it right now, sir. I have a, I have a question. I have a question about Greg Abbott smoking pot. Yeah. Please. Now, let's just say he smoked a lot of pot and then he got hungry. Hmm. Could he could he just go to the drive through? I think so. I think that's outside a of a car, you mean? Yeah, it's a single occupant vehicle, but yeah. <laughs> that guy knows how to roll a joint, literally. It's <laughs> <laughs> joint. So. Oh my god. Hey people, I'm only making fun of wheelchairs because it's him. All right. I wouldn't do this rest <laughs> everyone, but he's a douchebag asshole, so he deserves, he deserves to be it. fun at. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, on a more practical level, too, with the marijuana stuff, like all of we were talking earlier about all of these states that have legalized it, yet it's illegal federally. So our radio station here, we have pot shops that sponsor our radio station. They run ads on it and they have to pay in cash because they're not allowed to be part of the banking system. Like it's yeah. such a catch 22. You tell these businesses you can open up, you can make money, you can hire employees, but oh, you can't have a bank account because those are federally regulated and you're, what you do is federally illegal. And technically we could kick down your door in any second, depending upon who's sitting in the Oval Office. But go ahead, keep paying taxes and keep employing people. I mean, it is it is preposterous that we have this catch 22 going on between the states and the feds. And yes. it has to end. Has to. Yep. It has to. It sounds like it's going to do it for crying well, out loud. slowly. Yeah, did, it'll take and, a little time. And did, didn't the president say that he wanted them to reclassify? Yes, yeah. because it's currently, like Steve said, a schedule one pot right now is the exact same as heroin. Yes. Uh, which, and we which, all know that there are all sorts of medicinal and other benefits to marijuana, but they, they can't study them officially because it's class one narcotic. It's, it's insanity. I was reading some articles recently about, you know, does marijuana conflict with other prescriptions and whatnot? And it was saying like, I mean, we don't have a real answer because we're not allowed to actually run these studies. We can only hypothesize yeah. what we think it might do. It's, yeah. it's preposterous. And yes, so many people smoke pot. And so you know, many I people talk are helped from it and nothing else, dude. Absolutely. I mean, some of these people that have Parkinson's, it is so amazing to watch the transformation in, in some folks who have Parkinson's when they, 
you know, smoke a joint and they are an actual just calm human being and not jerking around and stuff like it's it's helping people. Children. Absolutely. I learned at like age 19, the best cure for a hangover. You're out drinking all night, poisoning yourself with that alcohol. I woke up the next morning. Just, well, sex helps, but it doesn't cure the nausea, the headache, any of that crap. And one day, it was it was one of the guys in my band. Uh, I woke up hungover as shit, and he was like, dude, smoke a bowl. And I was like, God, no, I don't want to keep partying, man. I'm already hungover. He's like, just take a couple hits. You immediately feel better. All the nausea, all the it's just all gone. I mean, it really it does have true medicinal purposes to it. Hardy, hardy. And it's awesome. Party, hardy. Right. <laughs> have some brewskis, party, hardy. You know, the pizza place we were talking about earlier that I worked at, you were asking if any of the delivery drivers, you know, were delivering pot and whatnot. God, it's him, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Good good plug for them. It's really great pizza. The owner of that place, who was a devout conservative and was not a pot smoker herself, I remember one day I answered the phone and a drug testing company called the place offering services to test your employees. And she talked (laughs) to me on the phone and I was like, so are you going to drug test all of us? She's like, what, am I going to fire all of you? Like, I have to keep a staff here. I know if I test for pot that you're all gone. So no. That's how it would be in radio, too. That's why they can't yeah. do it. Yes. Back I knew a guy in, that... Back, hey, in, uh, back in my day, uh, I worked at, uh, at the time, you know, O'Reilly's, what used to be Shucks Auto Supply. Yes. I worked for Shucks Auto Supply. It was a great job. Loved it. Go to start my first day. They hire me. And I walk in and the lady's like, take this little cup in the bathroom and go pee in it. And I was like, oh, you're going to drug test me? You didn't say anything about this. And I was like 16. So I take it in there and pee fully knowing that it's going to come out dirty. And uh, she was like, okay, well, that was your first day, blah, blah, blah. So I go home and she was like, we'll put you on the schedule as soon as your drug test comes back. And I'm like, Uh. no, you won't. Uh, (laughs) I go home. And uh, I happened to be at the house, still living, obviously, with my parents. I'm 16 years old. The phone rings four days later. I pick it up and they say, oh, is uh, Carl there? And that's my dad. And I said, this is him. And I did. <laughs> I, I was like, this is him. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the uh, it was the drug place. And uh, they're like, you know, we're calling to give uh, your son's test results back. I'm like, yes, please tell me. (laughs) Your son's awesome. (laughs) He's stoned out of his gourd. So they tell me on the phone as my father that I failed this drug test. And I was like, oh, boy, that doesn't seem right. I know Nikki wouldn't do anything like that. You (laughs) You know, and I start bantering back and forth. The lady on the other line says, well, I mean, these are pretty darn accurate unless he had, you know, poppy seeds the day of the test. Yeah. And I was like, we eat poppy seed, <laughs> we eat poppy seed muffins <laughs> every morning for breakfast. Part of our religion. How dare you? <laughs> she was like, are you being honest, sir? And I was like, of course, you know, those Costco poppy seed muffins are our breakfast. And she was like. Oh, okay. She fucking passed me, dude. Wow. Okay. I'm going to mark it as negative. That was my first experience in life with really getting away with something. And it felt so good, dude. Yeah. Kudos to you. Nice job. I knew a guy that uh, applied at some construction company and they, uh, he failed the drug test for pot. 
and they were like, we'll see you Monday morning. He was like, but I failed the drug test. They're like, yeah, for pot. Like, everyone does that. We were looking for heroin and coke and meth. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah pot's just on there. It's a legality. But... Right. Well, it's the whole, it's a class one narcotic. So they do test for it. But this company was woke enough to be like, yeah, fuck it. Of course, everyone smokes pot every here and there. So when pot you know, first came legal in Seattle, I had questions that people were still drug testing for pot. And I was yeah. like, how can you do that when it's a legal substance? Like, are you testing for alcohol? They're like, no. I was like, yeah, same though. It's same, yeah. same now. But and that's people fucked up. didn't hire people because, yeah, they came back dirty, you know, and uh, on a legal substance. I don't get it. I don't either. And it's fucked up because those tests only show that you have pot in your system, not that you're high at the moment. Correct. You can take a breathalyzer test to determine if you are drunk right now. You right. cannot. There is no pot test to determine. Are you high right now? So it you could have smoked you yesterday. What, months? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It depends on much water you're drinking and what type of test. Is it piss or is it hair and all that stuff? But it's completely bogus to say, well, you got pot in your system. Doesn't mean you're driving high. It just means you smoked it at some point in the last days yeah. or weeks or whatever. So that's so, another yeah. one of those things that we got to get a little more up to date on. So ba back when I left the sports station and went to go over to work in sales over at another radio company in Seattle, they... Um, were going to give me a test, but it was one of those like it looked like a toothbrush you put in your mouth and and they get it off your saliva. And mm. so I went and I, I was kind of, you know, nervous that, that I wasn't going to get the job, especially since I had already quit my re my regular radio, my other radio job. And so I was talking to some of my ex's friends, Jen's friends about it, because they were all regular drug users and how how weird do I how, how concerned do I need to be about this? And I said, are they looking for weed or are they looking for like stuff like you know coke or lewds or something like that? And Jen sticks her head and she's like, lewds? You just said lewds? Yeah, it's just the like, '60s. What the hell? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, nobody does nobody does lewds anymore. You're old. Dude, I wish lewds were still around. You know, yeah. they just don't do them anymore. Did they not make them, or are they just called Adderall now, or something? Yeah, yeah no, maybe so. I don't know. No, 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 no. Now, lewds are completely different. I actually, I know, but they really do, they're really not out there. Can I no, not go buy those on a street corner anymore, dude? No. Oh. No, Can I get them on eBay from some old stash? Somewhere? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. You might be able to get them on the dark web. Some dirty old hippie. Hmm. Although, although I will tell you that I did have this one time where I had serious anxiety, and um, the jet. <laughs> you the, did quaaludes. No, but I did. I did Valium. No, it's because I was going to say or something else. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, yeah, she no. gave me she gave me a Valium, and I'll tell you what, I was feeling no problems at all. Phenomenal. <laughs> I'll tell you, I own a company. I drug test all my employees, and if you don't fail, you're fired. The hell kind of person are you? <laughs> Get out of here. This is also the uh, owner operator <laughs> that made me the uh, a human resources director. Right. Exactly. I run yeah, everything through Nick. Move. We seem to be on the same page. Yeah. It's like when I got turned into Brewski as my boss, you know, for uh, a yeah, right. on pod. I just go to Nick <laughs> for all my human resource related drug issues, and we all seem to be on the same page. So you got to know yeah. who to go to. That's all. Exactly That's right. right. All right. So uh, the other thing I had teased earlier on last week's show, we were going to talk about STDs and then we never got to it. Oh. Uh, we don't need to spend uh, an extended amount of time on this, but we will go ahead and call this. And now it's Bizarreness with Harness. Bizarreness with Harness. Steve Harness. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> 
Indeed. A little bizarreness with harness. I do find this bizarre. Uh, maybe not in the true context of a lot of these segments for bizarreness with harness, but um, STD cases soar as officials call for more prevention efforts. Sharply rising cases of some sexually transmitted diseases, including a 26% rise in syphilis, speaking of like the 50s and 60s, um, have been reported. And they're prompting U.S. health officials to call for new prevention and treatment efforts. I'll save you this whole article, but they're basically saying that when the COVID restrictions got lifted, everyone went out and just started banging away, just raw dogging apparently. And now we have STD cases soaring amongst uh, the, the, the population here. Does not surprise me, dude. The uh, uh, youth of today, like I told you, dude, when I was an old man working at that pizza delivery place, all those guys raw dogged it. And but this like, is cutting across all demographics, it says. This yeah. is not just a, t- a teenager or 20-something-year-old. There's you know, even been reported increase in uh, in retirement homes. Of yeah, I was, I was gonna, because I the old know. folks are, you know, I just want bang, bang, bang. they're banging away. <laughs> yeah, the, down at the, at the Villages, which is a, a really large retirement community in florida and not surprisingly a a trump haven as well um they have like big swinger groups there and they actually had a really huge spike in uh syphilis and (laughs) everything just just like going crazy it was ravaging ravaging the community it's hilarious. Uh, and by crabs. the way, I hope that's how I retire too, by the way. But uh, they were getting the crabs, everything was just all getting around. Yeah. Uh, have either of the two of you ever had an STD? Nope. I've, and I'll announce this again. I announced it last week, but just in case any of the multiple women I'm soon to be dating uh, are listening, I was recently tested for every STD known to man because I was a little worried maybe somebody had been cheating on me. So I went and got tested for every STD there was. I passed every test. Even there's some form of a uh, herpes simplex that like 80% of the population has. I don't even have that. So <laughs> okay. come on over, ladies. Free and clear. leprosy, but and no I have a second. <laughs> yes, a little leprosy. But uh, <laughs> yeah. besides that, I am free and clear and snipped. So, so oh. many years ago when I when I lived in Seattle, I was dating. Tell us about your dirty body, please. Yes. Uh, well, I, I this was uh, when was this was uh, two thousand one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I get a call one day at work. And it's this girl, woman I've gone on a few dates with, and she's like, hey, listen, just so you know, um, I hooked up with so-and-so, you know, a couple of weeks before I, I hooked up with you. And uh, by the way, he told me that um, he has chlamydia. Oh, no. The and clap, so, as the and kids call it. <laughs> so then I had to go to my doctor and what this, when I had to get tested. And so I'm sitting in the office and he says to me, my pants are down. And he says to me, he says, no, Jason, I'm the receptionist. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I want you to know that I've had men pass out from this, but don't worry if you pass out, oh. you're going to be, you'll be okay. Now, listen, yeah. now you're already, you're already setting me up for me. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen? You're right? right. Do you have boner? No, no, no. Are you you kidding me? I'm just wondering, dude. I don't know what your doctor looks like. But you're going to, are you talking about how they test for chlamydia? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and explain that fun process to everyone. Okay. So what they, what they had to do was they take a really long Q-tip 
Yeah. And, and they put it down the urethra of your penis. It's and a they, COVID they, test for your dick, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's basically. And they, they, they put it down there and then they twist it and they spin oh. it. Not only, and not only do they spin it, but they have to like pull it up so that, that it might catch any cultures that might be uh, on the mm. inside of your penis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and now, now that's bad enough. How long <laughs> was your Q-tip, dude? Be honest. The Q-tip? I'd no, say your was, Q-tip, dude. Oh, <laughs> I want to know what size. That, I, don't know, I don't know about that. You don't know about that. You don't know how big your penis is. I got nothing to prove to anybody, so I don't even <laughs> care about that. <laughs> This, I mean, uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. So anyway, yeah, I just want to know how, how, what your penis listen, is. Okay, Nick, you know what? I'm a grower, not a shower. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't oh, think they like you, dude. It's so nice to meet you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, but here's, here's the worst part about it. So, <laughs> after that, I went out to dinner with some friends. And we went to a Sizzler in Lakewood, and I'm in, I'm in the bat in the bathroom going to pee at a Sizzler in Lakewood, and I'm just like. <laughs> Steve, you gotta try injecting into a mouth. Flavors are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Wow! I, it was, it was, uh, it was it <laughs> burned was, a little, did it? Oh my! It was, it was as bad as as the actual test itself. I and bet. it went like that for like a couple of days afterwards. But that first, that first time going to the bathroom, yeah, it was. The, I, oh my god, it was the worst. <laughs> Dude, I can imagine wanting to die. I, uh, did you who uh, come back positive or negative? Negative. Fantastic work. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, that really is because uh, I've seen uh, people just I think you just have to take a pill once you find out you have it. Uh, but you got through the tough part. Oh, yeah, it was it was no fun. No I fun had to uh, I one time had to catheterize myself. Oh, dude, uh, it's a terrible story. I had a, I had a surgery. This was when I was like 21 or something. And um, the anesthesia had a side effect in my bladder. I couldn't I couldn't pee. And so I called uh, I called my dad. He was a doctor. I'm like, I can't pee. Like, I feel like I have to. And he's like, oh, boy. He's like, it's a side effect of the anesthetic. Your your bladder is basically numb, and it's not going to let you, you know, go to the bathroom. So that's really bad. He said, you got to go to the emergency room right away. So I went there, fresh after the surgery, so I was already miserable and in pain. And they cathed me, catheterized me, so it drained my bladder. But then the nurse was like, were you awake? Oh, yeah. I was wide oh, awake. Yeah. But when the nurse did it, I was like laying down. I wasn't watching. I was just like grin and bear it and get it done. And I was experiencing numbness. So it probably wasn't as bad as, as bad. Okay. But then the nurse explained, we can't let you go home not knowing if you're going to be able to pee or not. So we have to we have to show you how to catheterize yourself and you have to do it for us. We have to watch you do it so oh. we know we can release you. So me and this gigantic overweight male nurse sat there in this little you know stall at the emergency room and he watched me shove a you know 18 inch long rubber tube up my yeah. johnson i had to catheterize my, i mean it's long dude it just yeah. doesn't cover the shaft it's got to go all the way up into your bladder yeah so you gotta oh, it's like rotorootering is something is it the I mean, size of a mcdonald's straw yes like uh, around yeah. yes yeah. it's a rubber tube that is oh. 
like this much smaller than your urethra, the opening. And I had to, you grease it up and you shove this thing all. I mean, I was just sitting there just cringing (laughs) and and like, oh my God. And and yeah. And the guy, you know, sitting there, yeah, yeah. No, you got it down. All right. Good job, buddy. Pats me on the back. (laughs) Dude, you know what? You're Superman. If you could do that, you could do anything. You could do anything literally. You know what I mean? Like I'm a sort of person that would almost and i don't know maybe it'll change if it comes down to the time if i have to do that i just want to be taken out i want well i just want my bladder to explode and die i don't want to do that i can't apparently it's extremely common you and i are both big msnbc watchers and apparently the average demographic of news is much older based on all the ads for pharmaceuticals and everything have you not seen the ad for the home catheter kits and there's a guy in an airplane who does a testimonial he's like i fly long flights around the country (laughs) and now i with this new order at home kit i just catheterize myself at thirty thousand feet and that way i don't have to land my plane it's the best (laughs) thing ever that is unbelievable dude i will tell you that uh i had a girl i used to date her grandfather was in a nursing home and he was in such a state he needed a catheter Mm. bed he was bedridden basically needed a catheter he would wake up he wasn't all with it at this point he was close to dying he would wake up while i was visiting him and the tube that was on his catheter anyway is like, uh, you know, it's like that rubber tube that you would uh, tie off with to do heroin. You know, it's like sure, a slingshot yeah. tube or whatever. I've got one in my drawer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, he would grab on to that tube that was already had like stretch in it and start yanking on that thing to try and get it out. Uh, mm-hmm. And he didn't know what he was doing, obviously, but he wanted it out. He would pull that thing. And his penis would be stretched like, you know, maybe, I don't know, to like 12 inches. It just looked like a tiny Uh, skinny flute of skin. And then the rubbers all, I I don't know how people put that in their penis, dude. Would you ever do it again? I mean, I guess if I had to, now I know how to. Not as a party trick. No, definitely not. Um, And yeah, I mean, I guess if Mother Nature necessitates that someday, but yeah, I'm with you. I've actually had catheters as recently as two years ago. Yeah. In your penis? Yes. Wow. That's where they go. Yeah. Oh, they can also go in your heart. I mean, uh, oh, well, okay. Well, I've also had a a cardiac catheterization too. But that's. See, Steve, I wasn't so off. You're right. You're right. (laughs) You didn't do that yourself, I hope. (laughs) No, but I'll I'll tell you what, though. I'd rather have the cardiac catheterization than than the penis catheterization. I'm sure. Yeah. Can I tell you something? One of the. I'm sorry, Bruce, are you done? I I was just going to say, I had a procedure with. Where I had to get shocked, my my heart got my heart shocked back into regular rhythm, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I had I had to urinate, and I was, they wouldn't let me up off the table, and uh, she said, "Well, I can just cat you," and I'm like, "No, no, no, it's okay, I, it's okay, I can wait." And before I could say I can wait, she already had the catheter in me oh. and was draining the urine out of my just that oh. quick. That's just sexual that- assault right there. Yes, no, like you were violated. That's really yeah. violated, by the way. No, yes. she was like a NASCAR pit crew. Like she oh, just was just banged it in and out, huh? Just, yeah, exactly. It was, it was in, and then, and I was just like, oh no, and then oh, oh. I, I, I feel a lot better. Yeah. Oh, oh, this, this is nice. Thank oh. you. What do you mean? Like you got boner? 
No, no. She's leaving to get it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's oh, how I felt too. So. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah, she All she right. she basically tapped the keg. There you go. I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because this just pressure. hearing yeah. Nick describe the tube coming out and the penis stretching to a uh, usual <laughs> length uh, reminds me of a story that in like <laughs> seventh does. grade. Yes, it does. <laughs> this was I had talked on the show a couple of weeks ago about my seventh grade sex ed teacher just was woefully terrible at his job. He never really explained the horrific side of childbirth, and we already dissected <laughs> that thoroughly. So go yes. listen to that podcast if you want. But he told us all something that is never, I have never forgotten. And I swear to God, if I could go back and sue this guy, I think all, every kid in this class should have. This guy told a bunch of seventh graders during sex ed that if you are having sex with a woman, and if you lose your erection while you're inside of her, you will get stuck inside of her. Picture uh. a wet noodle inside of a straw, he said. It'll stick to the sides, and you won't be able to pull it out. It's oh, like uh, Chinese handcuffs, dude. Yes. <laughs> An actual that science so teacher during sex ed told us all you can get stuck inside a woman. Well, it's just like saying, you know, like, don't make that face, Nikki. Your face is going to stick that way. You know, he's just trying to persuade you from not doing I it. I guess so. Like, this was his anti-sex talk, you know, not the morality of it or STDs or anything. No, uh, guys, you can get stuck together. The Dude, fuck, man? I mean, seriously, how fucked up is that? A teacher you should told go us talk this. to him. Me, I mean, you should see if he's still doing the same class. Now, I mean, he was old as crap back then. I can't even imagine he's uh, he's still with us. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a real thing. A public school teacher told all of his kids, and we were all horrified. By the way, like you can get stuck inside a woman. Like, is that what Siamese twins are? Is that what that is? Is that what yeah, heaven exactly. is? Is that heaven on earth? I mean, can I wiggle around? Have you ever heard of soaking? Uh, soaking? No. I yeah, guess so soaking is a practice that the Mormon kids do because they're not supposed to have sex right before marriage. So. They soak, which means I'll put my penis in you, Cheryl, and then Tommy will come and jump on the bed. And wait, what? Listen, this is called soaking. And this is a real thing. I mean, Brewski, are you familiar? I, I'm not. But I, if they're Mormon, why don't they just do it on trampoline? Right. They do. They do do that. OK, paint this picture again. You, you right. lost me. Start. All right. Yeah, so this is called soaking, and it's usually done at college, right? Okay, so they can't have sex with each other. And just as some people would say, like, oh, she, I, I've never had sex, but I've had a blowjob, right? This is their mind that, you know what? We're not going to have sex. I'm going to just put my penis in you, and I will not move. And that's why yes. it's called soaking. I will soak in you. And then at college, especially, like I said, they'll have a friend come and jump on the bed. And basically, I'm You're moving like, up and um, down, riding a bowl and trying to hold on. And the friction that is happening from Tommy jumping on the bed. Oh, my God. Come will on. Will get me off. And this is 100 percent true. Are you reading well, it, Brisky? I, I am. Actually, it says soaking, also known as, quote, marinating or, quote, floating. It's a right. sexual practice of inserting the penis into the vagina, but not subsequently thrusting. Wow. Reportedly used by members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints wow. as, as a purported loophole in the church's ban on premarital intercourse. Holy moly. Correct. And first of all, this describes the first time I ever had sex. Just insert and, oh, okay. Well, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. We're talking Isn't about that something. I mean, and, they, and, and that is like, they don't just <laughs> do that one time. I mean, that's how they technically have sex before they're married. 
over and over again. They soak and <laughs> jump on the bed. That's a, a technique so, I use, quite frankly. Just so, go deep and just, you know, just sort of let it rest there. Like, yeah. Can, can, I, can I share something? I didn't know I was this? Mormon. You're going <laughs> to love this. It says the practice is sometimes to be accompanied by what's called jump humping. And that they, 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 the third person is, is termed to be called a bed jumper or, quote, the Provo pusher. Well, yes. or if there's an earthquake happening, just dive on in her because then it's totally God's uh, will, right? Yeah, <laughs> that is all God's will, dude. This just goes to show you how insane not only people are, but people who are in are religious. religions or every <laughs> yes. religion's got their own set of kooks in it. Yeah. When Rachel and I got married, uh, part of being a Catholic <laughs> is, is that you have to go get you have to go take a few classes on not only like what marriage is like and what some of the challenges are, but there is a sexual uh, oh boy. semester oh, right? oh, for choir boys. How to get away with that? No, yes. r- r- rhythm method, all that <laughs> bullshit. So basically, I'll tell you what I took away from this class, because this is what they drilled home to me. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Over and over again. It's a husband and wife, by the way, teaching the class. And they go into the fact that uh, when you have sex with your wife, you you need to do release inside of her and not in a condom Mm. because that is God's seed. Right. And it will not be wasted. So somebody in the class says, what if I'm what if I'm having anal sex with my wife? Can I release in there? I'm like, the devil wants you to come in there then. Yes, (laughs) we're getting full on into a sexual class here and we're at church. So the guy says, again, you know, not the way to do it. That's God's seed. He's, you know, it's a sin to waste it. (laughs) It's basically what he said. So, dude, Rachel and I leave this class and we were like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? Is this why Catholics have so many babies and don't believe in birth control? Because they're taught, don't pull out? Yes, that's exactly why. Yep. Uh, Because it's a sin. So fast forward uh, six or seven months down the road. And I mean, Rachel and I have told everyone we could about this class and how freaking creepy and weird (laughs) it was, including my mother. I was so so freaked out by this. I was like, Jenny says, like, you can't just take it out and put it on her belly or whatever you know like i was telling everybody so fast forward seven months this husband and wife that worked for this church and gave this class both got in trouble for pedophilia oh oh yeah well i guess that references my altar boy joke then so i wasn't too far off base and i am sitting at home left to wonder did they put it on their belly i mean did did, did they follow did they wait suit God's and when molesting children <laughs> well <laughs> you know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, boy oh boy dude every religion you can think of has crazy crazy people in it and crazy values and things they think that they must and follow what does that tell you about religion oh well yeah what kind That's of much- what kind of mentality does it attract oh you're trying to get me to call it a cult no, I don't know what I'm getting you to try to call it. Just the people that believe in organized religion are mm, gullible to some extent or delusional to a bigger extent. Sure. Maybe willingly delusional. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, who put a quarter in you? Jeez. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, God. I'll make sure I uh, don't pull out to balance out my cosmic God, you know, karma. Yeah. That's crazy. And by the way, do either of you buy that for a second that if you no. have anal with a woman, that's not sex? Or if you only have oral with her, it isn't sex? No. If I go inside of you and ejaculate, that is sex. Yes. No, what, no what, what if she's like giving me a handy? That's still sex. Like okay. you're okay. roaming around naked with someone and they make you come. Like, how is that not sex? If a I'm job maybe with a hand, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it sex. I'd just say, hey, we've messed around. Yeah. But if I'm in any orifices, orifice, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's sex. But she's making her hand an orifice. No, it's, it's not. her it's body not. getting you off. That Understood, but it ha- it's it has a hole on the top, dude. It's not. An what if you just, uh, for the lack what? of a better term, titty bang a woman? Is that a form of sex? No. I've done it. I got off. We were rolling around naked together. It sure felt like sex to me. What, if, what, about, what about foot jobs? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, if you use another person's body to get off, it is sex. If there's no other person involved, then I get uh, a hand is not sex. But if it's someone I, but, else's hand, it's sex. Okay, now, you, let, now let's, here's a question. What if it's a very large woman and you happen to like find like a, a nice fold like on the side of her Ooh, belly? Yes. And, and Who, that, you okay? don't know what fold you're in, so yeah, as long as you're penetrating. Right. What do you mean that sex? I think that if you are, uh, it has to do with. Uh, did I divergenize you? Are you still a virgin? That is sex. The true meaning of sex, and it can be for no. butter poon. No, you're not a virgin anymore. If you've rolled around naked with another human and they used your body to get off, you are not a virgin. I understand there may be levels of oral, mm. anal, vaginal, blah, 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 blah. You may have not earned all your stripes yet, but of course it's sex if you and another human get each other off. If somebody give you a hand job, and of course this would be years ago, right? Because uh, we wouldn't be this immature now. Somebody gives you a hand job. <laughs> I've opened my repertoire back up to everything. So you know. I've come arc where I'm like, anything is fun now. So go for it. All right. You come back to the house or the apartment that uh, Brewski and I are living in. And you walk in the door and you're like, oh, what a night. I banged the shit out of her. Yeah. You do if you if she gave you a hand job, that's what you would oh, tell. Would us. I? I don't know if I describe no. it that way, but I, I got some tonight. I got lucky. Yeah, I got, okay. I, yeah you got laid. If she's uh, no, you, off. you did not get laid. You did. Dude. What do you care? What part of her body gets you off? Because yeah. you, you off. technically you would say I got a hand job tonight. It was Yo, awesome. exactly. Yeah, but yeah. I would say a blow job too. But blow job is oral sex. It's sex. Yeah, hand you wouldn't job, say it's I got still laid, sex, dude. Eh, I mean, I probably wouldn't describe it that way, but I would say I got some. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's probably the, 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 the way I would yeah. term it as well. She got yeah. me off. You're, who cares which part of her body? I, I, I bang her neck folds. I don't care. <laughs> I would never say that. You're on your own, dude. That's so irresponsible. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's more honest, quite frankly. I mean, uh, if you're using another human, then it's sex. All right. That's but apparently, so the Church of Jesus Christ's Latter Day Saints does not agree with me. Well, try and this a notion of sometime. soaking not being sex. Good, Kira, come on, you're inside of her, please. It's the Provo pusher, lengths, dude. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's right. Speaking of folds, uh, I have a friend that I went to high school with. Uh, he was an EMT and uh, went to take a large, large woman out of her home. This is the story he told me. 
Went to take a large woman out of her. I remember the story already. So go ahead. <laughs> you yeah. do? Yeah, Pat. Uh, yeah. Gets, and she's so large, like she hasn't left the house in a long time. Like they have to, I think they even had to like destruct some of the door frame to get her out of the home. Yeah, one of these morbidly obese people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they finally get her out and put her on this special stretcher that holds bit larger people. Get her there. Go to the the flatbed truck. Yeah. Yes. Take her to the (laughs) hospital. And everyone's going over her body, right? In the OR. They're looking at her because she's hasn't obviously showered in like a couple of years, dude. I mean, she just, she can't stand up. Mm -hmm. So they're looking over her body and seeing, noticing all the infection and and psoriasis and everything, right? Bed sores, all that stuff. They start, well, she's a large woman, so they have to start lifting the folds on her stomach to make sure that it's not like infected inside of them. He tells me that the person in the OR, one of the doctors or nurses or something, finds a half-eaten ham sandwich. Yes. In a finds an old moldy sandwich in her oh. rolls. Wow! And, and can, I can't imagine I anything grosser, right? <laughs> My no. gosh, dude! How big do you have to be if you lose a sandwich in your roll? Yeah, no, that is uh, beyond disgusting. Now, if you bang the sandwich, that is not sex. But if you bang the fat roll. It is okay. Just to connect All the right. dots backwards, right? Perfect. Yes. Right? You're a genius, Harness. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Thank you. I'm <laughs> That is a terrible story, and I knew that's exactly what you were telling because I've told that story over the years. I remember Pat telling us that, and that was just fucking disgusting. Oh, a moldy right. ham sandwich found in her fat rolls. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And they found the wow. Ark of the Covenant in there as well, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, uh, we're hitting our limit. I know people have uh, plans for tonight. so um, We got one more, dude. Can we do one more? You have to ask Bruski. He's got a tighter timeline than we do. Bruski, you got to give us your uh, oddity story of Uber driving. Okay. All right. So I... Oh, yeah. Hey, real quick, just because... Yeah, yeah, the reason I I had this set up... um, I read a news story about a guy who turned in his rental car and he forgot his one-year-old granddaughter in the backseat of the car. <laughs> how do you do that? Exactly. Wow. How do you do that? But it made me think, like, yeah, Bruski, what, what do people leave in your Uber cars? What sort of weird oddity stories do you have driving Uber out there? Well, that's, uh, nothing too crazy. Like, mostly phones and that, that sort of thing there. Do you believe in weed or anything like that? He's not, not, nothing good. Uh, right. Vibrators? No? Okay. <laughs> sometimes they, they leave <laughs> Sometimes they leave food. All right. No, no, no. What happened to you this week? Dude? Yeah, tell us your oddity. So I get I go to pick up this couple at this uh, motel in a town just south of Boston, and they're going into Boston to celebrate their birthdays. Their All birthdays right. over there a couple of days of each other. And they're going to a strip club in Boston. And I know where they're going. I I, I know this where the strip club is and that sort of thing. I'm sorry, was this a younger couple or an older couple? Uh probably younger because one the, the 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 woman of the couple was 34 and the, the guy of the couple was like 29. Okay. All right. So they're going to a strip club to celebrate their anniversary? No, birthday. 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 And okay. you know where they're going. Is it a trashy club or a beautiful club? 
No, okay, so th- that's a good question because the club that they're going to used to be in a, a building when it was trashy, when it was fun. Now it's moved yeah. across the street and it's cleaned up and it's not nearly as fun as it used to be. And it's okay. right next and it's right next door to one of those places where you got to pay like a hundred bucks to get inside strip club sort of things. You know? Okay, okay. And so anyway, they're going to this place called the Glass Slipper, uh, and um, so they're talking about what they're doing for the night and that sort of thing. And I can hear some like they're moving around in the backseat of my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, as they're driving, I'm like, I can smell something, right? This Tony? woman, yes, but not not in a, a unclean way. It was like you know, like when the woman's like ready to go, and like sure. you kind of, that this chick was tuned up and ready to go. Oh, wow, and, wow dude. Uh, yeah, and and um, I didn't like full on like turn around and look, you know, but I'm kind of trying to like adjust myself on the seat and use my, <laughs> my, 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 my right eye looking in the mirror and that sort of thing. But I can clearly, I mean, I know the sense of, of an aroused woman, and I will tell you what. This she was, was aroused. Uh, she was, and she was cute too. Was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that kitty was moist. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, Ben, will you answer this next question honestly? Okay. All right. While this was happening, at any moment, did you like maybe just set your arm on your lap? Did you manipulate your penis <laughs> through your pants <laughs> at any moment? Even no. if it was not to completion, but just a little, you know, um, little that, rub. That, <laughs> hold on. Question the, first. Uh, do you ever think anything you don't say? Hmm. <laughs> no, I do not do that. Not good. on this program. Good. Go ahead, Dabrowski. Answer his question. It's an honest question. <laughs> no, I, no, I did. I did not. I did not do that. Although I did. I did kind of do the shift at one point. You, yeah, you know, right. you know when 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 you feel like you you, know, you got to adjust yourself, but there's like too many sure. eyes on you, so you mm. just kind of like do the shift, thinking yes. that moving yourself might might adjust things. And Did you kinda, have quarter chub? Uh, maybe a little bit more. I'm oh, confused. Oh, nice. Why? Why was she uh, smelling? Like, was he doing something to her, or she was just so excited to be going to the strip club? No, I th- I think <sighs> because I what I left out of the story was that they kept me waiting for a little mm. bit longer. And they were like, "Hey, we're just we're just finishing up. We'll be right out there." And I thought oh. they meant I thought she meant finishing up like we're getting ready. To, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. And so she gets in the car, and as and I've rolled the window up because now we're on the freeway, and now I can smell it. Wow! And it was it was moist kitty all the way. Wow. Thank you. Did she uh, damage your seats? No. No. Oh, good <laughs> question, Steve. Ed, did you Molly Ringwalder seat after she left? <laughs> I did. I did not. And now I, I, that would have been easy to do because my car has cloth seats in it. Right. Oh, boy. And for those of you that don't know the reference, uh, Brewski once smelled the chair uh, that Molly Ringwald had just been sitting in. He put his face down to feel the warmth. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, gosh. dude, just real quick, Nick, do you remember the guy we worked with in Seattle that went out and bought a brand new Mercedes in the middle of the day at work? Because yes. he, had an, he, he went out and had an affair in his car. And the oh, woman- no. The woman bled on his seats. She got her period <laughs> while they were having sex yes. and bled all over his car. And he was married. Yes. 
and he knew he couldn't go home with his blood-soaked Mercedes, so he went and traded in his car during the day <laughs> and came home with a new Mercedes. Honey, I just decided today to get a new Mercedes. <laughs> you worked with him too, me. Brewski. Is oh, this yeah. a sales guy? Well, he drives a Mercedes, so it's either the sales guy or the morning guy. Yeah, it was was sales. It was sales. Well, yeah, I do remember that, dude. That is Uh, something else. That's so awesome. Never seen that on a you know used car commercial. Freshly reupholstered. Come on down. This one's a deal. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what. They weren't going to give him full trade in value for that. That's for sure. I would love to see him explain that. Uh, that I happened to be there when this happened and <laughs> the female side that got her period during came into the building and started walking through the halls and was just announcing it to like people she knew. Wow. I was wait, one of them though. Wait, but, wait, like, the, the, this was somebody that worked with us at, yes, yeah. they both at, the, at the toaster. No. no, the other one. East Lake. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Insane, dude. A dark horse would just look down his nose at this guy. Like, how yeah. sloppy could you be? You don't have seat covers? Come on. Amateur. Yeah, come on. Amateur. Put the ran wrap. Right. My gosh. Oh, my Well, gosh. as always, we have been full of great, useful, uh, relatable <laughs> stories, public service announcements, uh, yes. do's and don'ts from vomiting oh. blood to uh, crap in your pants. I mean... <laughs> We cover the gambit here at the Vocal Minority. So, uh, oh, fun. Ah, uh, indeed. Another fine moment brought to you by the Vocal Minority. I've got a lovely little <laughs> So, we need to wrap this show up. Brewski's got things to do. Nick has a weekend to enjoy, and I'm going to sit home alone in the dark. Uh, so <laughs> Dude, that. don't do that. What? Why? Are you alone now? Yeah, the kids are gone, but uh, no, I got stuff to do. I got work to do. I may, uh, I don't know. I may try to skip work tomorrow and ah, nice. or something. We'll see. You know, I got a lot going like on a this weed week. eater, dude. Are you riding a new bike? Is that a weed eater? What's well, a two-stroke? I, mean, I have a four-stroke, so mine sounds like thunder, not like bees. But uh, you know, for sound effect purposes, that's what I have. So. Sure. No. Well, Anyways, my point is, gentlemen, I'll be just fine. I've got plenty of things to entertain me. But um, yeah, you got to get your head right, dude. You got to get your head right. Right. I now. keep trying to get it right, and then life keeps smacking the living shit out of me. So uh, I'm working on it. We need to I talk, get to talk about my show. accent thing. We're gonna have to talk about that next time. Because that's yeah. why I've been dealing with this government agency, and it's just uh, it's been a nightmare because the person on the phone has such an accent, I can't understand them. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that another time, but... Um, Does that um, hurt your feelings, Brisky? <laughs> no, but it, no, whenever you call Uber customer service as a driver, this is driver support, and the person that you call and has this really thick Indian accent, and they'll say, my name is Ricky, how can I help you? (laughs) Ricky. Yes, and I'm not trying to sound racist or anything. No, 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 no. If you have an accent, then English is your second language, and that's admirable because I don't have a second language, so it's all good. But, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about the appropriate jobs for people to have that can communicate clearly or not. So, Sign holder. (laughs) Right. Uh, In the meantime, for the audience, uh, do find us on the social media stuff. Please help us spread the word for this. We appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we appreciate you sharing everything. Uh, Thevocalminority.net is our main website. It's got links to everything, but find us on your favorite social media platform as well. Brisky, be safe at your uh, rock and roll shows going back and forth and have a good time. And, of course, uh, we will speak to you next week. 
Sounds good. Talk to you later, guys. Yeah, throw the horns in the air, man. Have a fun time at your concert. Uh, and, yeah, on we go. Vocalminority.net. Find us online. You're all champions for listening. So uh, on and on we go. Indeed. All right. Peace, peace. Take care. This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.